working the way they're supposed to at the moment for some reason. Really? Uh, What's going on? Oh, Google's come in here and played games on me again. Oh, it's showing you its or, love in its very weird, uh, messed up way. Not Google, but freaking uh, Microsoft. Oh, so it's totally twisted and wrong. Yeah. There we go. Google sucks, but Microsoft is more evil. It's Microsoft or OBS or someone else has been changing settings on me again. Doesn't matter. Nobody's watching. They love you. There's nobody here anyway who gives a flying (laughs) flock. Oh, wait a second. You never know. Someone might show up and try to throw rotten tomatoes at us. You never know. Well, it could happen. Don't throw, throw the ripe ones, folks. I don't want the rotten ones. Just throw me the ripe ones. Then I have a good catch, chance of catching them. <laughs> I'd rather have the ripe tomatoes. All righty. <clears throat> Let's wind this puppy up and go. And good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever the fuck you happen to be out there on the globe today. Coming to you direct from the Brewery Overlook in beautiful southern Vancouver Island. Bread and circuses have been reduced to just circuses. The bread has been (laughs) removed. So what happens next? In this show, we talk a bit about what's happening in the world when the bread is removed from the circuses. The world is losing its grip on government and governments are losing their hold on the masses. They're resorting to more and more draconian measures that will cause even more grief and Wake up more of the masses at the same time. The scams that they're pulling, all oh, they're going fucking nuts. It is just total insanity, and we're going to talk a bit about all of that crap here tonight. I suggest that you... Come on in out of the dark. Settle down by the fire, have a drink, and fall down some rabbit holes with us. Absolutely. Should be an entertaining time tonight. Agreed. Let's see what happened. Of course, we must start off with our weekly reading from the Holy Book that sometimes gives us insight, sometimes it's just crazy, and sometimes it's rather entertaining. Tonight's reading comes from Matthew, and it's in the 1972 edition of the Holy Bible. I think it's the 72 edition. I can never remember. never remember what this one is. It is... Oh, 1973 edition. 1973 edition of the King James Version Bible. And we're reading from Matthew chapter 24, verse 1 to 51. There's a lot of verses in this chapter. All right. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to shew him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. 
For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up, up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many and because inequity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold but he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee unto the mountains, let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither in the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world, to this time. No, nor shall ever be. All except those days should be shortened. There should be, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall shew great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the, ca the, carcass, wheresoever the carcass is, there will be the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give in her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory." And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, one from one end of, the hev of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors.
Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving into marriage until the day that Noah entered unto the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant from whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say to in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of. And he shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There you go. There's our world in a nutshell right now. <laughs> Pretty much. So as you were going through that, I essentially translate if you look in the in the chat section. Mm. I, I had fun with that. I essentially translate it. And the fake pockets will trick trick you and the elite, and they will say they are the secret chambers. But they will be lying. Yeah, sounds right. The moon will be gone from vision for days, and then you will see stars, and everyone will cry, and you'll see the power of who is in charge. Yeah, okay. <laughs> And that, then things will grow and life will start again. And you'll know life is good. Strive, yeah. Mm -hmm. Last time everyone was ignorant of the flood, until the flood. Then after the flood, people got wise. And it will happen again. Well, yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last bit. Don't screw up and forget the lessons of the past. Or it all starts again and everyone will suffer and weep. Yeah, well, it's too late. Everyone's already, already screwed up and forgotten the lessons of the past. That's why we are suffering and weeping yet again. That's why we're having. Watch there be another bloody flood. Um, well, you know, if you if you if you believe in the Earth's crustal displacement one, that's that is what it's going to be. It's another flood. Then it'll be kind of like a flood because the Earth's crustal displacement will cause will cause floods. Well, yeah, it's just like a flood. It's another flood. I mean, the last time we had a major problem, we did have we had two problems occur. We had nurse cross the displacement and the melting of the glaciers all in one shot <laughs> because we got hit by a comet, too. 
<laughs> we were just probably we were well, that's the that's the theories behind it you know there's there's some proof to the theory we were hit we were hit by several comets in, in 9000 bc about 11,000 years ago right at the end of the younger dryas period it would explain why we have no actual distant history up here in the north but we have a lot of craters yeah, we got the craters, but it, the the history in the north was completely wiped out by the floods, because it literally it literally just wiped everything off of the American continent. Because the American continent is relatively flat compared to every other continent. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't uh, think it was just the floods. I think it was also the fact that we got hit with the comets too. We have the craters, we have the flatness from the floods washing over, and we have mm-hmm. it's just the way that the northern continent is shaped. It seems like a lot of the damage happened up here. Yeah, but when you when you look at when you look at the uh, mythologies of all the races, there were always a few people in each in each race or tribe or group of people. There was always one or two people that said this was going to happen, and everyone scoffed at them. You know, and said, "Nah, it's not going to happen." So much like how many people, yeah. much like how many people have been scoffing at us, you know. Prepper for prepper sort of folks for the last ten years, and they say, ah, yeah, not to worry. And now they're starting to worry because you know groceries are getting harder and harder to find. And it's more like and we've more been expensive. saying they will for the last two years. Yeah, for the last two years, a year and a half, we've been saying I've been saying it for several years, but on the show only a year and a year and a four, uh, four months now. So I've been trying to spread the word since 2017. Nobody listens to me, though. Like, even my closest friends are like, yeah, yeah, I know, you're a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Over the past year, though, they've been like, hey, you, you're a conspiracy theorist, right? You know how to do this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of interesting watching the change. Well, yeah, that's because, you know, once they they, they got to do something and they don't know what to do. All right, we do Pretty have much. a special video, although it's not really funny. It's more of a sad state of affairs, and this comes oh, out dear. of... This comes out of Portland, Oregon. And what's inter- what's interesting about it is you got to listen to the background stuff that's going on in the background of this video playing. you catch all of that uh the only thing i understood was 15 percent off store wide oh that's a shame you'll have to listen to it that's a shame that it wasn't that wasn't loud enough for you to hear it i was paying attention to the visuals though and that looks like well <laughs> it looks like tent city essentially 
It is a tent city that goes on for miles. But what was yeah. it? What, 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 it wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have even brought it except for it was the background. They were listening to a radio station that was playing commercial after commercial. And the commercials were, you know, get better pizza, save 50% off on this, buy your new car here, get your Xfinity radio here. Um, it's like, it was, it's, it was the absolute dichotomy of it all, the opposite of the radio saying, oh, times are so wonderful and good. And then you just see this miles of homeless people on the side of the road in their beat up RVs and piles of garbage and everything else. And you're just like... Oh, yeah, that's just so... As sad as it is, it is beautifully done. I I don't think they did that intentionally. <laughs> Which is I, why it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, because I think the people who were doing this, they were just recording it, and they had the radio playing, and they weren't paying attention to it. I really don't think they were paying attention to what was playing in the, gra- in the background. Wow. Accidental, it, it, beautifully done. Accident, it was accidentally well done, yes. It was just the, the, the decadent society, and this is the dregs of the decadent society, all in one shot. Wow. Impressive. So, so that's today's video. All right. Let's get on to better and happier things. Let's go into growing some food and other miscellaneous stuff, getting us on to what's happening in the world. Let's go check out some tips for growing bigger cucumbers. How to, How to grow, grow an incredible crop. Yep. How to grow an incredible crop. <laughs> you know, you know, plant plant your cucumbers for early morning sun. You know, make sure you get good soil for them. Watch the commercials pop up. Plant them in mounds. I never thought about planting them in mounds myself. But I guess that could happen. I'm going to be I'm going to be growing my cucumbers up on uh, trellises, so I don't think the mounds are going to make much difference. <clears throat> Transplanting versus direct sowing. Now, if you live in a cold area such as here, I've, I just started my cucumber seeds last week, so they'll be ready to go in the ground uh, on or about the uh, uh, second week of May, which is when they need to go in the ground here. If you put them in too soon here, they'll die due to a late frost hitting because our, our frost date is May 2nd, at least where I live. I think uh, it's the middle of April for down here in the South Island. <clears throat> Two weeks makes a difference. Make sure you don't plant them with you with potatoes because cucumbers and potatoes they don't grow well. Potatoes release a substance in the soil that hinders the growth of cucumbers. Good to know. Yep. It's really important to learn what crops grow well and play well together versus what crops don't play well together. There's a, a really interesting thing about companion planting. And then, of course, they recommend uh, crop rotation. This is something any gardener should practice is rotating crops into different beds different years to keep, uh, keep the bugs away and keep from building up uh, soil uh, pathogens for specific crops. So anyway, I thought it was a useful article for everyone to check out. You know, every time I see anything about cucumbers, I remember a book I read years ago. I don't even remember what the book was called, but... The book was placed in the future, and there was a water shortage. Hmm. But uh, the main characters of the book, they had decided uh, when the world was essentially initially falling apart, the 
older women of the area went out with pickaxes and dug up the uh, the asphalt and they created their own garden. Mm-hmm. And they created their own community where they had water, but their main crop was cucumbers because cucumbers are mostly water. So they were like a mainstay for the entirety of their little community. Hmm. It was a very interesting book. I wish I could remember what book it was. Interesting. Problem is, is if there's if there's no water to water them, where do they get the water? Uh, in the book, they in the book they went through the explanation of how they captured rainwater, how they used the environment to guide the water to their crops, and it was very interesting. I wish I still had the book because it actually had a lot of real information on how to utilize the environment to mm-hmm. grow a garden and everything. Well, there's lots of ways to do that. We got to remember is it cu- cucumbers while they're very tasty are very low in calorie content. They are, but the reason why they remain stay is because of the amount of water that they provide when you eat them. Yeah, well, if you're using water to water the plants, you could have just drank the water straight. That's kind of what I was thinking when I read it. But still, cucumbers always make me think of that of that book. Maybe they oh, did that on purpose. Every time you thought cucumbers, you thought of the book. Yeah, well. <laughs> Whatever works. Okay. 2022 planting calendar. What do we got here? So this is a great link. I bought it last year, too. Uh, You put in your province, state, postal, or zip code, and what it does is it will bring up the best planting calendar for your area. Oh, yeah. Okay. It uh, it essentially it bases the planting calendar off of the known last frost date of your area or the most yep. common last frost date of your area, mm-hmm. and it helps you to figure out when the best times to plant a variety of vegetables are. Yep. Or when to when to start your starts so that you can uh, have the starts going. Exactly. It's very useful, especially for people like me. Yeah, well, it is good. I still don't have everything memorized, and it, it takes it takes years to get all this shit memorized. You know, because you do so much, you 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 forget more every year than you learn every year. I can believe that. You know, because there's a, there's a never-ending supply of things to do when when harvesting, farming, gardening, planting, growing, especially when you've got to grow for your own sustenance. And that's where we're at now. Yeah. How to plant, grow, and care for hostas? What the hell's a hosta? Hosta. hosta. A hosta is a type of plant. Uh, it's, mo- it's mainly a type of flower. There are, uh, there are ground crawlers, medium, and tall plants that are versions of hostas. They're, they're pretty useful uh, if you want to feed the hummingbirds, although especially deer and slugs, snails, and rabbits really like hostas. So... They can attract pests, but at the same time, they are great for the scent, and they're great for feeding the hummingbirds. But hummingbirds, there's barely a bite in a hummingbird. <laughs> you know, you're lucky. You're lucky if you manage to shoot it down with a pellet gun, you might be able to defeather it and get a nibble off of it. I mean, come on. Yeah, but hummingbirds are great for scaring off mosquitoes and stuff. I've seen hummingbirds uh, snatch at the mosquitoes and other bugs that irritate you. They can be useful. All right. We'll give them that. <laughs> All right. So it's a useless plant. Good to know. All right. Not entirely useless. Planting, growing, and harvesting cherries. I love cherries. Yes, I've got two cherry trees now. 
I know, I'm so excited. I want some cherries. Mm. Cherries are like the one fruit that I can eat and eat and eat and never get sick of. Mm. We'll see if I get cherries this year. I had to plant a second tree because my first tree kept producing flowers and no fruit until I researched and found out that most cherries trees need another cherry tree nearby to cross-pollinate or they don't produce fruit. <laughs> Honestly, you should just assume that all fruit trees need a secondary one. Mm. Well, they don't all. But cherries does. Plums. Like well, I said, just assume they all do, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah, cherries. Um, this is a great article for how to care for your cherries, how to uh, take care of the tree itself, how when is the best time to harvest them. Mm -hmm. It's really just a how-to guide on taking care of your cherry tree. Yep. Yeah. And make sure you prune them regularly, folks, because if you don't prune oh, yeah. them for like uh, 10 years or so, they grow human-sized suckers, <laughs> especially in a 25-year-old <laughs> tree. Pruning that 25-year-old cherry tree was a, actually, no, I think it was a 50-year-old cherry tree. And oh, my had, goodness. It hadn't, been, it hadn't been pruned in like 10 or 15 years, and I was pruning, I was pruning branches off of it that were 8 inches, eight inches diameter. My goodness. They're huge. I should well, have cherry, cherry wood is uh, pretty awesome for adding to your compost, I, I think. Not cherry wood. Cherry yeah, wood. like oh. if you, if you uh, chip it up, I, I remember reading somewhere about the various woods that are best for adding to your compost, uh, adding I to would, your garden. I wouldn't, cherry wood I, is one of the better ones. If I was chipping cherry wood, I wouldn't waste it in my compost. I would properly dry the chips and use them for smoking. Oh, well, there you go. It's like, why waste it in a compost bin? There's more. There's other stuff that can go in the compost bin, not, my, not cherry wood. And if you're a carver, <laughs> if you're a carver, cherry wood is amazing for carving. That is true. Cherry wood is fantastic for, for creating things with. Yeah, it's a very beautiful wood. Seriously dense. It's a, it's a really serious yeah. hardwood. In fact, all fruit all fruit trees seem to be a real a ser a serious hardwood. And they all make great wood for pipes and toys. Yeah. All right. Dwarf and mini veggies for in fruit containers. This is an article more for if you're only needing to grow things for you alone. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes through and it tells you the best way and how to grow and harvest a variety of things in singular containers like uh, mini lettuce, baby broccoli, <clears throat> swizzle stick celery, snack-sized peppers, miniature pea, pot blueberries, strawberries without runners, and no prune berries. Mm -hmm. It's good for a few of alone, yeah. if you're a single person. It's not entirely good if you are in a family or if you have more than your, just yourself to feed, though. Yeah. Baby broccoli, swizzle stick celery. That's some funky looking celery. It really is. Snack size peppers. <laughs> Essentially baby peppers. <laughs> yeah. Sweet peas, pot blueberries. Yeah, these are, you're basically growing snacks. You're not growing food. You're growing yeah. snacks. 
It's still cool. But idea. if it's only if it's only you, then it would actually be food. Well, if it's your if you're living by yourself, I suppose. But yeah, could be. All right. Sounds like another useless plant. Growing flocks. Well, it's flowers, I suppose. If if you put it out of the way somewhere, away from stuff, you'd bring in the bees. So. You would think so that it's useless, but it actually. Its, root, its roots can be used for aches and colds. If okay. you grind up the roots and turn it into a salve, you can rub it onto aches and pains, and it will uh, be an inflammatory. Okay. You can also drink uh, the root ground up in tea, and it will help bring down a fever, okay, and it so will help to ease your cold symptoms So it's a medicinal if you breathe plant. it in in a steam. Okay, so it's a medicinal plant. I can get behind medicinal plants. <laughs> Medicinal, and it feeds the beast. Medicinal plants are food. You know, I can get behind all those. No problem. It's useless <laughs> plants like your, like your, ho your hosta. Hosta. Like, uh, hosta. H-O-S. <laughs> host. T-A-S. Taz. Kind of like Tatas without the, without the double Taz. Yeah, now I'm picturing a bunch of women running around the bras, jiggling <laughs> their boobs. Jiggling their boots for the host of tatas. <laughs> so, yeah. You no, know, phlox is actually been um, something that has been used as a remedy for a very long time. Mm. It doesn't actually talk about it in this particular article. So, in the uh, notes, I offer another, another link. Mm. But I know that I've read about phlox being used throughout history for various things. Okay. I don't have any of that seed right now. I've got so many other things I've got to get in the ground. Is it a is it a perennial? Or um, I actually can't think whether or not it's a perennial. I'll have to go to the other link to find that out because I can't remember. I think it is. Mm. Let's, Let's see. see. What does it say? Yeah, the perennials. So you plant them once. Yep. They're there forever. Yes. That's useful because that means one less thing you have to do the following year. <laughs> unless you unless you dig up all the roots. Well, you but don't want to do that. You know, if you're careful, kinda, it, you'll be fine. It's kind it's kind of like my yarrow, man. I I planted a bunch of yarrow last year. I got a teeny tiny harvest, but this year almost all the yarrow plants survived. I think I've got eight or nine yarrow plants scattered about that are uh, that are growing up right now. Brilliant. I'm going to get lots of yarrow this year. Awesome. And yarrow's an excellent, uh, an excellent uh, bee attractor and hummingbird attractor. And, of course, it is a, uh, a warrior's weed. Did you know that you can also use yarrow in your teas to help soothe uh, sore throats? Yes, I've already been mixing it into my teas. My tea blends. I didn't know that until recently. Yeah. Every once in a while, I get on a kick and I go learn about herbs and stuff. And mm -hmm. well, the more you learn. Funny, I used to have way more herbs, uh, medicinal herbs, memorized when I was younger. Yeah. Back so when I. I had the time to study it all. Problem is, didn't use it for many years. Now it's. That now is it's, my problem. Now it's rusty information that's rattling around in a brain full of all kinds of other crap. <laughs> all right. How to remove grass from a garden bed. Take a torch to it. No, just kidding. You um, can. 
Yeah, you can. That's that's a whole lot of wasted fuel, though. <laughs> but now this uh this will go th this uh, particular article goes through and talks about uh, when the best time to remove grass is. They have a quick method where you can remove the grass um, and then plant in the following spring. Yeah. It teaches you how to allow your soil to recover from the removal of grass and it teaches you a few different methods on how best to remove grass. Yeah, there's a couple of methods I know. One of them is um, take black plastic or something else and completely cover the area and leave it for a year. The grass will be dead and, and it'll be amazing That's a soil. smothering method. It'll be amazing soil the next year because it, it'll completely wipe out the... Uh, the roots and all, and it'll and it'll be churnable soil, easily churnable soil. Another mm -hmm. method is to dig the uh, top layer of sod off, getting the uh, root band because root the roots grass roots only go down about an inch and a half to two inches. Yeah. So so you can just dig it dig it out that way, and then uh, the other they, as they say eight to ten sheets of newspaper or cardboard and you know well I I, I use that method and then built garden beds on top of it. So. That's probably the easiest method if you're building garden beds. Yeah, the easiest method, you're building garden beds in your in your grassy area. Just sort of mark out where your beds are, build your beds, and then put cardboard down with your on your beds, covering the grass completely, and then fill it full of soil. And uh, it'll completely wipe it out and protect your stuff. Grass is a serious pain in the ass. If the grass gets into your garden beds, it will leach all of the nutrients away from the plants you want to be growing there. Mm -hmm. Yes, grass is a pain in the neck. I, I, I don't know why people cultivate grass. Like, the last place I lived, we had to grow grass. I hate grass. I despise grass. Because they don't, want, they don't need the food, or they don't want the food. I don't know which one. And grass, compared to a garden, grass is much easier to manage and cheaper to manage. You know, because all you got to do is go cut it once or once a week or so. But and it's not easier to manage because the the ground gets no good and the grass starts growing weeds. And then, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm just not going to go down this road. Let's move on to the next thing. All right. <laughs> grass Let's pisses go, me off. How to make good herbal tea. Ten herbs for tea. Chamomile. This, this is a really good article because it gives you the best ten um things to have in your teas. Uh the ones that they give you is mint, lemon balm, got it, chamomile. Got it. Got it. Um rose petals. Got it. I don't have lemon verbana. I don't have that one. Bee balm, which is another member of the mint family. Yeah, I'm growing that. Coriander. <laughs> Coriander. Also catnip. known as also known as cilantro for those that don't, don't understand it. <laughs> Coriander, <laughs> coriander is the seed version of cilantro. <laughs> Pretty much, but you know you have to harvest them differently. Well, you you uh, either you either harvest the leaves as cilantro or let it go to seed and harvest the seed. I managed to <laughs> harvest. I managed to harvest two mason jars off of my off of my few cilantro plants. I let go to seed. Awesome, uh, sunflower seed hulls yeah. and lemon verbena. Yeah. Okay. I don't have I don't so, have lemon verbana either, I don't think. So the main ones here that I use a lot in my house mm -hmm. are the mint, 
lemon balm, chamomile, mm-hmm. and catnip. Catnip, yes, it totally gets your cat stoned. But for humans, it will calm the nerves, calm the stomach, and it will help put you to sleep, much like chamomile. And it works very well when you mix it with hops. It does. And when hops are fresh, they taste really good. Yeah, I know. I grew them last year. I had to move my hop plant this year. I hope it survived transplant. Oh, I'm sure it did. I'll be rather bummed if it didn't. If it didn't, then you can have fun growing it again. No, it means I got to get somebody to get me some. The the hot plant I managed, I got I got four plants from a friend of ours. It came off of a forty year old hot hot plant. She oh, uh, that's amazing. She'd started them for me, and I had two of them that survived, and one of them died last year, and uh, one of them grew amazingly well, and I had to move it this year. I think I moved it okay. <clears throat> Well, you still well, have the other one that you didn't have to move, right? No, it's dead. The other one got dead. Oh, got, shit. I would have had to move that one, too, but it, it got dead last year. It that sucks. Out something, something choked it out. don't know what. We'll All blame right. the blackberries. I know it's probably not the blackberries' fault, but I'll blame them anyways, because I also hate blackberries. An herb spa with peppermint. This is only like three things you can do with peppermint, but you can make a tea, a foot stoke, or a steam spa where you breathe in the steam. Mm. Now, those three things may not seem like a huge deal, but for people who forget about the whole self-care thing like I do, Mm. a foot stoke, a tea, and a steam spa are actually Mm. the height of amazingness. Yep. So, mint is a good way to go. All right. Well, that's all the happy stuff, folks. I think we ought to talk a little bit here about some miserable stuff. Bird flu is causing egg prices to spike. Now, there's a question that's going around on the on the uh, conspiracy theorist websites, which have been better better labeled in the last two years as uh, spoiler alerts. Um, <laughs> They're using the same sort of PCR test to test these birds for bird flu that they were using to test everyone for the Rona. Hmm. Coincidence? Really? I think not. (laughs) You know, it's just sort of, uh, well, I don't know. Coincidence? I think not. There you go. Now I got the (laughs) thing. But anyway... It's almost like there's a purposely set out plan here to completely destroy our food supply system. You know, and of course, destroy our what? Our food supply system. Yes, I do agree with that. You know, it's it's kind of like you know they started the they got the thing going in uh, in um, Ubakistan. Um, what the hell is it called? You know, I'm not sure. The little war. In, oh, Ukrainian. There we go. The Ukrainian war thing. Ah. You know, and of course, without without taking into consideration how much food for the world comes out of Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. 30% Or they did the, take that into consideration. Or, or they did. Well, but yeah, but the media doesn't take it into consideration, although they're starting to talk about it more. But anyway, yeah, we've got, they're, they're, they're euthanizing chickens all over the central and eastern United States right now for... Not just chickens, turkeys too. 
Well, yeah, poultry in particular. We'll just yeah. say poultry, but chickens is the big one because that's where most everyone gets their eggs from. But chickens, turkeys, you know, they they saying that these chickens have died because of the disease. Well, no, they haven't died because of this disease. They've been euthanized because they found, supposedly found a few birds, one or two birds in a flock that have the disease. Therefore, the entire flock has to be euthanized or killed. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. How long before they find the disease in a flock of humans and decide to kill off the entire flock? Well, that's probably <laughs> coming. That's probably that's probably on the agenda. Wait a sec. We found out that this red city here has two cases of this disease. All right, euthanize the whole fucking city. <laughs> but it'll never it'll never be the blue ones, the the Democrats. Of course not. They're woke. Never never be the libtards because you know they're woke. They wear masks. They're triple jabs. They're 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 having great time. We'll get we'll get exactly. to that. Exactly. We'll, we'll get to made, that shit uh, later. They may test as positive, but they took their jobs. Yes, we'll, they we'll, obeyed. Get, we'll get to we'll get to that insanity later. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is uh, a strange thing because you know supposedly this is happening, and of course you know this article here is you know inflation slamming everybody, which of course it is, and now there's going to be a shortage of eggs, and of course That's Easter time. Easter time is when everyone wants eggs to dye them and whatnot for their kitties to go out and hunt them. And then miss yeah. a few, and, you know, six months later in the middle of the summer, you find that one rotten egg. It's the wrong moment because somebody stepped on it, and they really stink. Rotten eggs stink, stink, stink. I'm you know, what, rotten I'm eggs don't stink nearly as much as a can of partially open tuna. Oh, God, no. I don't imagine so. <laughs> Not that I ever personally did this, but if you take a can of tuna and you open it partially, let out all the juice, and then put the can somewhere where it'll get warm, like, say, close to a heater, mm-hmm. it'll take the people who own that building a long time to find it, but they will never get rid of the smell. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure of it. Now, when I was a kid, we used to, we used to take uh, eggs and we'd set them up by the uh, exhaust vent to the, up on the roof of the house and... You let them get really good and rotten, and then we take them to go egg somebody's house that we really despised. I never did that. No, I didn't say you did. <laughs> I didn't give you the credit for that. That was that was that was me and my buddies. <laughs> That's because I think. No, that was definitely something that I remember knowing about when I was younger. I think we I think we used to we used to do all kinds of fun stuff like that. <laughs> All right, I need to clear out some of these things that are open. We're performing much better ever since I quit using that extra backup program for recording I agree. the show. All right. Let's go check out food. Hyperinflation has begun in Germany. Riots are starting in Sri Lanka. Currency collapses and starvation is coming worldwide. Germany woke up the other day to new grocery prices overnight of a 20 to 50% increases across the board. Holy crap. Weimar Germany is coming up really fast. Weimar Republic is happening all over Venezuela once again. You know, um, I don't remember where in the article they were talking about 
Sri Lanka starting to riot. Their riots are starting all over the place. And we've got not only food riots, we've got strange we got strange um unusual crimes happening, crimes that have never really occurred. Um that have already Hang started. on, you're breaking up really badly. I'm only getting like one sound every couple of seconds. I'm not even hearing full words. Oh, that's, so because, can, that, um, that's because I said that we were back? Yeah, we can do that. The wonderful yeah, choice of live interaction. La-di-da, la-di-dum, la-di-da-di-da-di-dum, ba-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-b
if they do know what it is, I, I, I have no clue what the end game is. We get into we got into the discussion thinking, you know, what it kind of reminds me of? The elites are like the kid with an ant farm who gets <laughs> bored, picks it up, and shakes it just to see what happens. Yeah, I could see that. And that and that's that's what I find that's, that's the only thing I could come up with. It's like the elites are like kids with a fucking ant farm and they're picking up the economies because they're not impacted by any of this shit. They have zero impact by it. It don't matter where the prices go for them. They'll they'll always get their food. I mean, you can look at every every um communist government even even the government in 1984 you know all the elites they always get their butter and milk and bread and cheeses and the elites always get their shit even in v for vendetta you know which depicted this shit you know it's like the elites always get their shit they don't care it's 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 all the people at the upper upper level of or just below the elites all the way down to the ultra poor those are the ones that are impacted the most the 80 the 90 percent of the planet because 10 percent of the world's elite yeah you know 90 percent of the planets in the in the you know shitters i guess 10 percent below them are in the in the upper of the uh of the slave class and the rest of us are scattered throughout the levels i have a theory about what the end game is hmm love to hear it my my theory is simply that they are trying to move the stability of the lower class in order to completely remove the lower class trying to at least completely remove the middle class because by removing the middle class there is only upper and lower class and the gap between upper and lower class is so extreme that the lower class never thinks to challenge the elites in Mm -hmm. the same way that the middle class do Mm mm-hmm well, that's a possibility. That's an interesting one to think about. It is pretty true. You know, when you think about it, the, the middle class only came into existence really during the Black Plague. Yeah. Because previous to the Black Plague, there wasn't really, a, there was a small, teeny, tiny middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was mostly just the elites and the lower classes and the poor, you know, and the ultra poor. But during the Black Plague, of course, when it wiped out so much of the population, the elites couldn't get people to do their work anymore. And that's the one thing that gets me with this is like, what are the elites going to do when they kill off enough of the population where there's nobody to do their work? Because they're not going to fucking get their hands dirty. You know? For a very long time, they simply get the lower class to do it because the lower class tends to be so desperate to feed themselves or at least mm-hmm. feed their children yeah. that they're willing to do just about anything for any amount of money that will get them food. Well, that's absolutely true. But it's only true to the point of when the, middle, when the lower class realizes that without them, the upper classes starve. And that only happens when enough of the population is killed off to where the upper class are competing for the labor that's left. Because Which may be, in my theory, what mm-hmm. the upper what the elites are aiming for. Cause once upon a time the elites really were the cream of the crop. They had everything plus everyone doting on them, trying to work for them and trying to please them at all times. Right now, they have the middle class attacking them. But they had that, so, like, you go back six years, they had that. They did, but do they right now? 
No, because because they've started damaging the economies. And what's happened right now is there's enough people that are just saying, oh, I don't want to work at all. And they don't have to because mm-hmm. the governments keep giving them money. Okay? And, keep- and by doing that, they are also separating the people who are unwilling to earn what they get. Mm-hmm. And by separating the people who are unwilling to earn what they get versus the people who are willing to earn what they get, they now know who they really need to remove versus who they, need, who they can keep and expect work from. Who, who they need to kill off, I guess. Mm-hmm. You don't you remove means nothing. You kill, they, they need to kill them off. But the problem is, is if they go too far in this killing. Okay. Ah, but see, that is where the viruses come in. Yeah. The viruses and the jobs. Because most of the people who are all gung-ho about getting the job tend to be the people in the middle class who mm-hmm. are really... Totally down with the whole living off of the system and yeah. everything that we just talked about. Well, At least that's the that... pattern I've noticed. Okay, well, that's a possibility. That's definitely a possibility. I like that theory. We'll go. With, we'll By go the way, with... I sent you a picture. I think you should bring it up on your screen because it really represents the meaning of money with all the inflation going on. Okay, let's see if I've got it. Check the emails. Checking, checking, checking. Not emails. I sent it to you through Discord. Oh. Yeah, well, you should... I don't know if I can open it. No, Discord doesn't let me just open it up as a picture. Really? No, Discord... It looks me. Discord wants me to open it up inside... Oh, open original. Let's see if it opens up separately. Oh, there, there you is. go. Okay. That is an old picture representing the meaning of money during the hyperinflation. And that is essentially where we are right now. That's the Weimar Republic, and that's how much money it took to buy a loaf of bread. Yeah. I know, I know that picture. I've seen it before. That's the Weimar Republic, and that's how much money it took to, to buy a loaf of bread, and you're better off using that money for Firestarter, which many of them did. <laughs> they used it to, yeah. to, fuel, their, uh, to fuel their stove. <laughs> so, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, that's the Weimar Republic in Germany. I recognize that note. All right, let's go take a look here. 20 facts about the emerging global food shortage that should chill you to the core. It should be interesting. Oh, yeah, it's quite interesting. He's always got, he's always got interesting stuff here on his website. He's been writing. I've been it'll following. Load. You know, it'll eventually load. It's a slow loading site. It's a slow-loading website. But I've been following this guy for about five years, maybe six years now. I picked up on his stuff about six years ago. And fucking damn if he hasn't been right 90% of the time. Oh, people who recognize the patterns before the rest of the world does tend to be right. Yeah. Loading, loading, loading. Get the <laughs> loading, Rahad. Pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. Beat him up, Rahad. You should get a short clip of that song just to play during times like this. Well, somebody would have to record it properly and say, loading, 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 get them up, size loading. You can't just use the, <laughs> you know, the, other, the other version of it. I don't know the proper words to it. Okay. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah, it's really taking its time right now. Because surfer is done. We've had some pretty shitty weather. 
No. It usually loads way faster than this. Thinking, thinking. It's uh, thinking. Oh, it stopped thinking. I, I made it stop thinking because it was stuck. I'm going to go see if I can find the original, the original email here from it real quick. Have you watched uh, Mastermind? Mastermind. It's a little blue alien dude who turns out to be the hero after being the villain. Yeah. Couldn't tell you if I did. Let's see. Well, Let's there's uh, one scene where Mastermind, as he calls himself, is waiting for his solar-powered laser to warm up so he can blast away the hero. Hmm. It's quite entertaining movie in general, but that particular scene always enters my mind whenever I'm waiting for something to load. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a clip of that. Just clip it and throw it at you for Wait a sound six. effect. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, let me get that out of the way real quick. Yeah, it's still stuck for some reason. Here, let's just bring up, I'll just bring it up. His He, he sends out an email on it every time that, uh... okay. Here it is. We'll just read through the, the things on here. One of France's most important government officials is telling us that we should brace ourselves for extremely serious global food crisis. That's Joe, not new, but continue. Well, these are, no, he's just saying these are alarming facts that people should be paying oh. attention to. Joe Biden, oh, okay. of course, recently admitted to the food shortages that are going to be real. It's being reported that food prices in German soup, supermarkets will go up between 20 and 50%. He sent this out a day before. It did go up 20 to 50%. <laughs> Rashid, see, I hope to be as good at, as he is at botting the patterns. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You got, Well, this is what he does. This is all he does. He makes his money. He's written, like he wrote several books, The Seven-Year Apocalypse, The Lost Prophecies, Living a Life That Matters, you know. Uh, prepared now, military guide Armageddon. You know, he he's written some really interesting books and other stuff. I I hadn't bought his books yet. I I want to read this one, the Seven Year Apocalypse, because he wrote this book uh, several years ago. Well, the title is certainly catching. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, the the web page finally loaded. So it's being reported today. Food prices have gone up. Rationing has started in Spain. They've started uh, rationing, uh, started out rationing sunflower oil, which is a, an essential thing in Spain. And it won't be long before they're rationing eggs milk. Now, if no one's ever experienced rationing before, I've been in the position of living with rationing once. It wasn't because we couldn't get things. It was because we lived on a naval base in Spain in the late 70s. And it was just after, it was just after Franco had been defeated. And Franco was the dictator of Spain uh, from the end of World War II to the mid-70s, when he was finally overthrown in the mid-70s. And we moved there to Spain, and Spain was experiencing numerous shortages, and they rationed stuff to us on the base to make sure it wasn't used on the black market or limited the use on the black market. And... Uh, we had, and we, the other thing that happened was we didn't get certain things except once or twice a month, like bread, for instance. If we wanted bread, most of our bread was homemade. You know, if you wanted store-bought bread, it only came into the commissary twice a month. 
um, at most. Usually it was once a month the bread came into the commissary, and it was only there for about a week or two until everybody bought it out. And when you went to buy it, you were limited to how many loaves you could buy. So rationing, hence rationing. And things that were rationed, of course, at the time were cigarettes and booze and jeans and and gum and candy. There was always a shortage of candy. It's like I remember I was living in Spain when Hubba Bubba was first introduced. You know, it was the most amazing bubble gum in the world when it was introduced. And the commissary and the exchange would only get limited supplies of it at a time. And uh, being the entrepreneur I was at uh, 13 years old, well, I would show up at the exchange. So I, I had an inside track to when it was being delivered because I knew somebody. Oh. I knew somebody that worked there. <clears throat> I'd show up there and I'd buy a crap load of it and then I would sell it out at uh, 50 cents a piece. <laughs> and you got five pieces per package and each package used to cost me, I think, 30 cents. So you did the math, man. Yeah, I was an entrepreneur or a price gouger, whatever. Black market, black market works well. It was a really good lesson in economics is what it was. <laughs> but there were many things like that. Uh, many things like that. There were shortages, and that's what's going to happen to us again. And while we might not have shortage, complete shortages of things, things will only be there at certain times, and they'll be in short supply. The stores will have to limit how much they sell to each person, you know. And there will be a big black market grow up around everything that's in short well, supply. Something I've noticed is they've been practicing the rationing in stores on less important things. They, they've been practicing like, that rationing since the beginning of the pandemic. Yes, but they are practicing the rationing mostly on unimportant things. Like mm -hmm. the rationing they had on things like flour and sugar was short term just mm -hmm. to get us used to the idea. But they have been continuing the practice of rationing for things like cans of tuna or uh, oil. Mm -hmm. Things that people don't really think about, and they see the sign like only this many at a time. People don't really think twice about it because it's it's sunflower oil. Who uses sunflower oil? Mm -hmm. But it's getting people used to it. Oh yeah. Another thing. Another thing I, that I just thought of is um uh something that I hadn't really thought about until these last few months. Uh, because of my move and everything, I've been short on cash, and I've been having to teach my girls who are teenagers to essentially ration what they have in food mm -hmm. and for them it's the first time in their lives that they've really been rationed on food because up until recently it's always been you're hungry go find food mm -hmm. but now i'm having to like tell them okay you can only have one cup of milk a day you can only have four yeah. slices of bread a day kind of deal yeah. and it's been hard to get them used to it, but at the same time, they're starting to catch on to it pretty well. Yeah. And that is something, if anybody out there is listening right now, that might be something you want to start practicing just to help get your kids used to it because at least they'll still see the amount of items in your kitchen so they won't feel panicked, but mm -hmm. they will also get used to the idea of saving what they already have, making sure it lasts and not going overboard. Yep. Just something to think about because I know that I've, I've had to do it because of short cash, but at the same time, the fact that we have enough to uh, uh, to do this and where they still see all the stuff, but they still have to preserve, yep. it helps them to get used to the idea. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. The head of BlackRock is warning that this will be yep. the very first time this generation is going to go into a store and not be able to get what they want. Yes, and you know who BlackRock is, right? No, actually I don't. They're the ones that own virtually everything. Oh. BlackRock and uh, Veris, Verisign, BlackRock, uh, Vanguard. Vanguard and BlackRock. They're, they are the two mega mega corporations in the world they own most of the stock in twitter facebook um microsoft apple um i know vanguard i didn't know blackrock yeah vanguard and blackrock blackrock is actually bigger than vanguard how do i not know them that's weird because they worked very hard to stay out of the limelight mm. They only pop up. They've only started. They only started. I only. I only became aware of them about two or three months ago. The No Agenda show brought them to my attention. Because Vanguard, when you when you heard, remember No Agenda last year it was when when Adam was buying a new house. Yeah. And and they kept being overbid, and they found out that these corporations were coming in and buying up the houses. Just you know paying exorbitant amounts above the asking price without even looking at the houses. And of course, the people say, yeah. sure, I'll take the money. They don't care where it's coming from. They want to sell. They want the money. Well, Vanguard... I thought was, it was businesses like Pemberton Homes. No, it was Vanguard. They're part of the, you will own nothing and be happy, and you will rent our houses and be happy. Gotta love them. And you, and you won't be able to do anything to it. You won't be able to plant a garden. You must grow a big, giant piece of grass... Like my last place. Yes, and this is what will happen. But Vanguard, and so the president of Black uh, Vanguard, or BlackRock, popped up and told the audience, for the first time, this generation is going to go into a store and not be able to get what they want. And we have a very entitled generation that has never had to sacrifice. Well, he's not wrong. No, he's really not. He's not wrong. He's at the 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 current. The, it's been the last two generations that have really not had to sacrifice for the most part. And we're not talking about you know the outliers, because there's always outliers in everything. We're talking the generation as a whole, especially the millennials. They've not really yeah. had to sacrifice anything, because all they had well, to do was think- whine, whine and bitch, and they got their they got their <laughs> trophy and their ribbon, and uh, somebody gave them money, and you know said, "Oh, I'm sorry, you hurt your feelings." So they've never had to sacrifice nothing, not even their feelings. Just thinking about my own kids, like, they've never had to go without eating, without having everything they wanted food-wise. And over the past four months, they've had to start telling themselves no. And it's been, like, a huge issue for them, which I didn't think it would be. But it is. It's surprising how much of an issue it's been, actually. Well, yeah, that's because if you don't don't have to and you suddenly have to, you're not prepared for it. Yeah, it's not something I ever thought about, which I think that's going to be the biggest problem for a lot of parents as we head into the next few years is they've probably never thought about just like I've never thought about it where they've never taught their kids, no, you can't have spaghetti tonight because we don't have enough money for the pasta sauce. Mm -hmm. Well, 
that's not something we've ever really thought about because pasta sauce has been so cheap for so long, it's always been a staple. But now pasta sauce has gone up three times the price, and now pasta sauce is something that you got to really think about whether or not you, you're willing to buy it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Lots so, of stuff like that. So things like that are going to affect the kids, and it's not something that anyone in my generation has ever thought about. Yeah. Like my generation, we are the millennials. I am of the older generation, so I'm not quite as crazy as the younger part of my well, generation. You also suffered through living with me as a kid, and I didn't always have shit in the house. Uh, not just you. Mom lived a uh, transient life for a while with me, remember? Well, like that's she, true. You, you, had even, gypsy. you had it even worse there. So you, you, got, you got some early training. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, living as a gypsy definitely helped. Because yeah. living as a gypsy, you don't always have everything that you have when you have a stable house. But yeah. that is an experience that not many people have had since my generation. Like in your generation, it was more common for people to be a gypsy, to go from place to place, or at least when they became an adult to go traveling. Mm -hmm. But in my generation, that had essentially stopped. Mm -hmm. Like, by the time I was 16, most of the people I met everywhere I went, they'd never been farther than maybe one province or one state over, and they thought that that was super traveling. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a huge difference between my generation, your generation, and then my kids' generation. Most people, because we've had it pounded into our heads to be stable, stay in the same place, most people have never even left their city by the age of 16 these days. Mm -hmm. And that is such a difference. When you don't travel, you don't expand your mind. Mm -hmm. Well, you can still expand your mind. It just expands faster when you travel. <clears throat> um, you can expand your mind in the theoretical way, but you don't have the ability to expand your mind in the true way as like when you travel yeah. it's a different it's a different experience like the difference between being completely straight edge and having tried acid yeah all right well, sorry i drove us into a huge tangent there that's all right <laughs> let's cover a couple more of these since this time last year some fertilizer prices he needs to correct that all fertilizer prices have gone up by as much as 300% or more. By the time this thing came out, more the price has gone up by more than 300%. Fertilizer oh, prices yeah. are skyrocketing through the roof. Many farmers are opting not to plant this year. And as he says on the next one, many farmers in Africa will not be able to afford fertilizer at all this year. And it's being projected that this will reduce agricultural production by an amount capable of feeding 100 million people. That's a lot of people that aren't going to get food. And that uh, is uh, going to be a major part of our food shortage. That's, this is going to be the biggest part. People don't realize it yet because we're just entering the beginning of this growing season in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Crops should have been put in the ground in many places this last month. Mm -hmm. And the final crops need to be put into the ground this month. That's corn, wheat, soybeans, um, all um, um, all bean crops. Um, trying to figure there's actual name for those, and I can't remember it now. But all of the all of the staple crops that provide our majority of our calories, and that is corn, beans, 
corn, wheat, and all bean crops, soybeans, etc. That provides the majority of the calories in our diets. You look at anything you buy that's processed or packaged, and it contains either corn, wheat, or soybean in it. And would you say it's safe to say that uh, half of our food supply is going to not be available? Yep. Like half of our food supply has not been planted? Yes, I would say it's half. That, that would be my guess. They have, the prediction is is 25 to 30 percent, but I'm, I'm saying half because it's either not been planted or if it is planted, it's going to come in at such a low harvest because they planted it, but they don't have fertilizer for it because... Unfortunately, fortunately, we have become dependent upon fertilizers to grow enough food to feed the people on this planet. So it'll turn out like your carrots, where it should be one size, but turns out baby size. Turns out baby size, exactly. You know, instead of, instead of getting a whole bunch of meals, I got one meal from my carrots, if that. You know. It tasted good on the bright side, but unfortunately, okay. it's not enough to feed people. It's not enough to feed people. It's enough for a snack. And that's yeah. basically what we're looking at at the end of this harvest season. And they're going to keep that covered up until they can't deny it anymore. And that denial is go- and that, that announcement is going to occur August, September of this year when they can no longer hide the fact that there's no crops coming in. We've already been tapping into our reserves. All over the oh, world, yeah. all over the world, we've been tapping into our reserve crops already. China currently owns sixty percent of all the uh, of all the grains in the world. They they bought sixty percent of the grains and moved them all to China. They started doing that last year and the year before. You know they knew this was coming, and so they yeah, started, they started doing that in twenty nineteen. Yes, they started in twenty nineteen just before the scamdemic hit because they knew what was coming. And they, they went into overdrive last year, though. They, they bought so much stuff that countries started stopping selling to China. And that was, that was barely reported, if at all, in the mainstream media. It was reported in alt news. Yeah, like I said, it was not reported in the mainstream. And how many, how, what percentage of the population do you actually think pays attention to the alt media? Honestly, I have no idea. I know like maybe six people these days. Well, <laughs> just take a guess on what you think the percentage of the population is based upon the actions of people over the last two years. What percentage of the population would you say listens to the alt media? Uh, 30%. No, you're a little high. I would say 10 to 20% tops. Really? That's it? That would be my guess. 10 to 20% pay attention to the alt stream media based upon the actions of people over the last two years. You know, my daughter asked me an interesting question today. Mm-hmm. She, she has this thing about buying newspapers. She loves reading them. And mm-hmm. she was looking at, and she was reading about, about the war in Ukraine and all these dead bodies. And she's like, are they telling the truth? Like, are they reporting the actual truth? <laughs> and I ended up going into this long conversation with her about how that is only an interpretation of the truth. In order to find the truth, you either have to be there in person or you accept that taking information from about 100 different sources. That information equals a medium ground, and that is what you can accept as truth. But it's mm-hmm. interesting because she will be 16 this year, and she 
while she's heard that from me in the past, she's never heard anyone else talk about how the truth is not reported by the mainstream or reported by the officials. The truth is always somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but wonder how many kids her age are asking the same kind of question of their parents and being told, yes, that's the truth, or are being told the same thing that I told her. Yeah. It was an interesting moment. All right, let's grab another one here. Russia is normally one of the biggest global exporters of fertilizer. Not this year. No, that's because for some reason the world decided they hate Russia and they don't want nothing from Russia, not even their cats. <laughs> if it's, it's Russian, a shame because their cats are so freaking cute. I know, but it, the point being is the world has gone to ludicrous extents <laughs> to ban Russia. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, it has Russia in the name. It's Russian. It comes from Russia. Ban it. We don't want it. It's like all the morons pouring out the Russian vodka. It's like you know. You know, that vodka's already been paid for. Why are you pouring it out? That's just stupid. Um, that was the first thing that went through my mind, too. It's like, what is the point? Like, vodka sucks, but at the same time, what's well, vod- the point? It's vodka's just a waste got of its uses. That's what you make tinctures out of is vodka. Yeah, that's true. Vodka is useful. It still sucks to drink. It, it's horrible tasting. I can't stand vodka. Mm-hmm. And you, of course, have vividly wonderful memories of vodka. Yes, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Especially at 3 a.m. and charcoal. You know what? You're evil. <laughs> the charcoal shake should never be mentioned. I thought we agreed on this when I was no. 20. No, I never agreed on this. I must have been drunk when I agreed on it. <laughs> the no charcoal way. shake shall be ignored and never mentioned again. No, there's no way I'm ever going to let you live that one down. <laughs> no way. You you drug my... I, I had to drag my ass out of bed at 3 a.m. to come fetch you. <laughs> you know, I'm not ever sure if my kids are ever going to give me that same kind of satisfaction where I'll be able to hold something above their heads because I have given them so much freedom i encourage them to break rules all the time and they never do of their own accord with all the freedom i've given them they choose to be good kids give them time maybe they'll do something for you (laughs) you know you had freedom too that's what gave that's what got you in trouble all right i give my kids freedom and they choose to be really good kids who get a's well, in school, know. I don't know what to do. I have nothing to hold over their heads. Well, why don't you hold the A's <laughs> over their head? In a typical year, Russia and Ukraine collectively account for 30% of all global wheat exports. We already talked about that one. What about How- India? I thought India, India accounted for a lot of global wheat. Uh, I don't know what India's is. But 30% between Russia and Ukraine, that only leaves 60%. And I can guarantee that United States and Canada account for 40% of that 60%. Yeah. So that, that leaves 20%, you know. You know, I don't know how much comes out of, Aust- well, used to come out of Australia. But you got to remember, the, the largest growing areas in the world was Russia, Ukraine area, uh, United States and Canada, um, somewhere in Argentina, Australia. Because you got to have just the right global, you got to have just the right growing conditions and so Greece used to be a major importer Africa half of Africa's wheat imports usually came from Russia or Ukraine so 
Africa's going to really be fucked considering you go back up here to this one where where Africa is is not going to be able to feed their people. They're going to lose 100 million people worth of crops. So they're And if they're not going to be able to feed their people, they're not go- if they can't feed their own people, they're not going to be able to afford the imports, which is going to cut down even more on yeah. their ability to feed their people. Other nations rely on wheat exports from Russia and Ukraine even more than Africa does. Armenia, Mongolia, Kazakhstan, and Itria have imported virtually all their wheat from Russia and Ukraine and must find new sources. But they are competing against much larger buyers, including Turkey, Egypt, Bangladesh, and Iran, which have obtained more than 60% of their wheat from the two warring countries. That's a lot of countries that are going to be hard up for fucking wheat. Which is going to cause issues down the road. Do you mm-hmm. think that countries are going to go to war over, food, over the food the same way that countries are going to fall into civil war? Yep, absolutely. One Russia official is warning his nation may soon only export food to friendly nations. Ah, that is a very small list. Yeah, that's a very small list right now. On Friday, it was announced another 5 million egg-laying hens. We already covered that one. You know, egg-laying hens will be put down. The death toll from the bird flu in Iowa has pushed beyond 13 million, so that's another one. Overall, the total, nas- the, the total national death from the bird flu is 22 million egg-laying chickens, 1.8 million broiler chickens, 1.9 million pullet and other commercial chickens, and 1.9 million turkeys. That's a lot of food yeah, for the, Americans and others because, you know, it was it was not only used in the States, but it was exported everywhere. Yeah, uh, the article I found was saying, what's they say? I think it was like 30% mm-hmm. of, the, of, of the chicken, of the poultry in general was dead. Yep. All right, it's insane. Now, this one here should scare everyone. We already touched on it a little bit. This one here is China's agricultural minister has announced that the winter wheat harvest in China could be the worst in history. Now, the one thing you got to remember about China's history is they got 5,000 years of history. Yeah, long, long history, not just a couple hundred years. Not just like North America or Europe with a couple hundred or maybe a couple thousand. China has 5,000 years of history. Because you remember, China walled themselves off from the world. Literally walled themselves off from the world. Yeah. And, and you couldn't pass into the Chinese territory without special permission for a long, long time. You still can't get there without special Honestly, permission. Honestly, I don't blame them. Yeah, well, now they're now they've decided they want to they want to play in the world stage. <clears throat> That's because they're buying it all up. <laughs> well, true, they're buying the world stage right now. But just the fact that it could be their worst in history is really scary, because you got to remember yeah. China has almost two billion people to feed, and oh. we get a lot of things from China. And the first oh, the first order of business for them is to feed their own people. And if they can't feed their own people, there's going to be nothing from China. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. We are being warned that the winter wheat harvest in the United States will be disastrous due to severe drought. And for those of you that don't know, because we like to talk about growing things on here, do you know what they mean by winter wheat harvest? By what? Winter wheat harvest. 
Uh, is that the harvest that they take in the fall, or what do no. they mean by that? Okay, winter wheat is different. Um, regular summer wheat is planted in the spring and harvested in August, September. Winter wheat is planted in September, late September, October, sometimes early November. And it overwinters in the ground. The seeds sprouts, put up a little green tuft, and then they stop growing basically because it's too cold. It's like grass because wheat is nothing but a grass. And then it gets covered in snow and it sits there all winter long. And then as soon as it warms up just a little bit, like your grass in your yard starts growing sometimes in February, it starts growing and they harvest winter wheat in the spring. In the, in, okay. the, in, the, in the early to late spring is when they harvest winter wheat. So it's the first, it's the first harvest of wheat that comes through. So, and that is the harvest that is due right now in the next couple of months. And that's the first bit of wheat to help deal with it. And winter wheat is also a harder, a harder wheat. It produces better flour. Okay. So... All right. So we know the winter wheat harvest is going to suck. During a recent interview, one prominent U.S. farmer stated that most Americans won't like it when your grocery bill is up to $1,000 a month. What the, oh, that's Americans. It's like $1,000 a month? That was my average grocery bill. <laughs> it took me a while to get it down below $1,000 a month. I had to buy a whole lot of stuff and uh, start making a whole lot of stuff to get it down below that. And finally, you know, the head of the UN World Food Program says that what the planet is now facing is unlike anything we have seen since World War II. I venture to say it's unlike anything we've seen since uh, before World War II in the 1930s, the Great Depression. Now, you were going to... I'm not sure what it's going to be like because... While it has similarities to World War II and the Great Depression 1930s, I think it's going to be different from both due to the fact that we are in a major solar minimum mm -hmm. and we are experiencing a whole bunch of other issues that are going along with it. For that, you got to go back to the 1800s, the last grand solar minimum. <clears throat> Which is why I'm thinking it's going to be similar to World War II and the 1930s, but it's going to be different. Well, it's going to be worse. I didn't say it was going to be the same. It's going to be worse. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the 1800s, during the last grand solar minimum, every time a crop was harvested, they had to sent, set a military garrison to protect the, uh, to protect the moving of the crop from the field to the uh, processing plant. Wouldn't surprise me if they have to do that again. Mm -hmm. Well, that at least me... a crop that is big enough to feed more than a small family. Well, yeah, but that reminds me of we were gonna. I was gonna mention earlier about the uh, crimes that were going on. We've had some unusual crimes happening. One of them is the uh, gasoline thefts. Yeah, uh, where you've had these vans roll up over a gas station uh, tank with a hole cut out in their bottom. They pop the top on that thing. They run a tube down and they siphon out a thousand gallons of gasoline and drive off. The crimes are impressive. Hmm. And but those are just the beginning. I mean, the big ones. Everyone's worried about locking gas caps on their on their vehicles. Well, 
have no fear. They don't even bother siphoning it through the gas cap anymore. No. They, they slide under your car with a drill and a pan, drill a hole in your gas tank, and just drain it into a pan. Yeah, making your entire car useless. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, making it completely useless because now you can't just fill it back up with gas because it pours right out on the ground until you patch <laughs> the tank. So, yeah, this, it's, it's some insanity, much insanity going on. And in amongst that insanity, I suggest that get off your ass, get up and move. How's that? Sitting too much? Time to get your ass up and move. I agree. Especially since the weather is starting to get better in the northern hemisphere, mm-hmm. get yourself out there. Walk, run, jog, dance, jump around, do whatever. Climb a freaking tree. Do whatever. Just get outside. Get that vitamin D and get some movement. Mm-hmm. If you have kids, drag them with you against their wishes if you have to, but get them out there too. All right, let's go wander into some other stuff. We have other cool things here, but we'll bring them back next week. They're sort of hanging around. Let's go wander into... Everybody was kung flu fighting <laughs> And all in Wuhan dying And it was a little bit frightening Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to... Uh, Thursday's No Agenda show, so I can see how many uh, jingles I can steal from it. Hey, Dad, hang on a second. There are, like, three dead fruit flies in my cup. I need to go rinse it out before I can pour myself another drink. That's not my fault. No, but I'm whining at you, and I'm saying I'll be right back. Yeah, hurry the fuck up. such a well done song it really is 
I'm not sure if it's awesome or kind of sad that I know the entire song by her. It's awesome and sad at the same time. That's uh, I was uh, saying though. Um, I'm looking forward to Thursday's No Agenda show because it's an entire two-hour show of just the jing- jingles and music clips like this one that they collected during the Rona crap. Yeah, because aren't they going on vacation for a couple of weeks there? A whole week. They they come a back. Whole on, week, they yeah. come back on Sunday. It's like I listened to Sunday. Sunday show was actually really. You can hear it because he did. They did two hours of clips that only covered the first six months from January of 2020. Oh, bloody hell! From January of 2020 till somewhere in June to July of 2020, and you can hear the you can hear the buildup to the scam, and it's like. It's like listening to that one show. You, it's like if you if you listen to nothing else and you were caught in this, if that didn't wake you up to the scam, nothing ever could wake you up to it. But it was like to hear it all collected together. And they and when he built the show, he built them in consecutive clips from January, building through to the scam of when the world was going to pieces and then the, all of the masking and this and that. And it's like it was just so insane. Nice. It was, it was really well done. It was really well done. I had to listen to it twice. To, That's to awesome. I'll have to listen to it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I've been yeah. too busy doing other things. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, we need to talk about a few things. All right. The overbuying of vaccines in Canada, da, 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 in Canuckistan, as we're called. Canada. All right. Yeah, I've been wondering about this ever since you first pointed out the mathematics behind it. Yeah. It's like, how did we get that many okay. right away? There's 27, <laughs> un, there's 27 million unused COVID-19 vaccines. Cumulative vaccine doses administered in Canada by vaccine product and dose as of March 2022. Okay. We're not going to go through all the separate companies. All vaccines, okay, you got to remember the population of Canada is just over 30 million, somewhere around 31 to 32 million, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. 80 million doses total have been administered in Canada. 32 million of dose one. Well, that doesn't seem right. If we must have long, bigger than 32 million, 349, 892. We must have 890. We must have, you know, 500 because I know lots of people that aren't vaccinated. You know, that's pretty much the entire population of Canada. A question been. though, are they going off of information where people have signed up and said oh. I've been vaccinated or are they going off of actual records? They're going off of records okay. of they're going off of records of administered doses from all the places that have administered the doses. Well, then that just doesn't make sense because I thought our population was only 30,000. Okay. No, not 30,000. All right. Canada population. Let's go look it up. Or 30. I suck at big numbers. 30. 30 million. 300,000. That's still not it. Okay. Canada's, <laughs> I suck Can- at big numbers. Canada's population is 36.99 million. So 37 million people as of 2021. Okay. So we got 37 million people. So that's 5 million people in Canada. We're just going to round it to round numbers. Let's say 5 million people in Canada have not been vaccinated. Okay. Okay. With dose one. 
Dose 2. Watch most of them be here on the island, which is also known as Stoner Island. Yes, <laughs> probably. Dose 2, well, the entire population of this island is only like uh, half a million people, 500,000. <laughs> you know, most of them live below the Malahat in the greater Victoria area where we have about 300,000. Yeah. Dose 2 was 30 million doses. Dose 3 was 17 million doses. And so far, all the morons who think they need another dose is 208,000. As of March 31st, though, there are still 11 million vaccine doses in the central vaccine inventory. So they still got 11 million doses to go through. Okay. Isn't that enough to give everyone another dose, like a fifth or a sixth dose as well? Something like that, but that, uh, that's not even it. Okay. Total distributed in Canada is 96 million doses. That's, so we got 27 million unused vaccines. So huh. we've got, but the thing is, this one doesn't here doesn't cover the other bit, where Canada has committed to buy 35 million doses of the vaccine for three more years. See, 55 million are on a firm order for 2022 and must be taken, according to Pfizer and Maud executives. Another $1 billion of our money is going to them. Oh, uh, that's right. There's another image here. I need to bring up the other image. I forgot I had two images here. Here we go. Here's the image here. Here's the agreement. Initial agreement doses. They agreed to 20 million from uh, AstraZeneca, 2 million from whatever, 44 million from Moderna, 51 million from Pfizer, 38 million from Johnson and Johnson, 76 million from Medetico, 76 million. Oh, yeah, but that's still a commission, commit, commitment. Okay. You know. I thought up to meant that they could get anywhere between that number and zero, and they would be fulfilling their commitment. Maybe, but not really. Okay, and then the final okay. page here of this. Here it is here. Okay, if governments are massively overbuying versus their end-user demand, I'm taking talking Europe, U.S., Asia, Australia, 2022, is there a way they could stay? Well, hold off on these doses. Give it to me in 20. How would that dynamic work? Um, so the contracts we sign are firm contracts, which uh, means they got to take them. Yep. Where there's uncertainty, blah, blah, blah. So there, all these contracts to do is they provide this stuff so they, they have to pay for this shit. That's Whether why or not they use them, they got to pay. That's why they're pushing it so badly. One reason. Yeah. I think there's another uh, reason behind it. So, yeah, they're, they're, we're fucked. Canada's fucked is basically what it boils down to. You know, I think the theory that I have of them trying to eliminate the middle class, which it is obvious they're trying to eliminate the middle class, mm -hmm. but trying to eliminate the middle class that they know who is worth hiring to do the menial labor for the elites. I think that theory actually works. Yeah, it does sort of. All right, latest pages from the Pfizer released on 1st of April, unredacted. The ones they hide, tried to hide for 75 years. This is all about pregnancies. They studied 270 pregnancies but failed to follow up on 238 of them. 
28 <laughs> deceased 28 deceased babies out of 27 mothers. How does that work? No, oh, twin? twins. Yeah, okay. Twins. This is actually a very interesting thing is the number of abortions, sudden abortions, you know, women with uh, all kinds of other um, issues with their uterus and everything else, you know. So, actually brought something about women's health regarding the vaxes. Period issues from the vax. Yeah. Um, so this is actually starting to hit mainstream. I mean, most of the people who are writing on places like Twitter and everything are like, oh my God, I would take the, the job again. I'm so glad I took the job. Mm-hmm. But they're also admitting to extreme health issues where they have lost their period or mm-hmm. on the other end of the spectrum, they're having a period every 12 days <laughs> or their yeah. period is lasting when it used to be between five and seven days, now their period is between seven and 15 days at a time. Yeah. And then they're getting a heavy duty period again, five to 10 days later. Yeah. Now, for those who are completely clueless, I know you're not because, well, you raised me. You had to know about periods. But for a lot of people out there, men or women who don't even have periods, um, you're supposed to get your period every 21 to 27 days. Some women get their periods every 19 to 27 days. That's still normal. Now, if you get your period and it lasts for 12 days and that's every month, that's fine. If you get it and it lasts for three days, that's fine. But if you have a regular period and all of a sudden it completely changes because of something you've done, that is not healthy. Having a heavy-duty, painful period every 5 to 12 days is not healthy in any pattern. And a lot of women are experiencing extreme pain, extremely heavy bleeding, with very short periods, with very short um, uh, time amounts between periods, And there have also been a lot of cases where women who have hit menopause have started bleeding again. Mm -hmm. Women who have been getting pregnant keep losing their child, even though they're healthy and in their 20s. There have been a lot of women's monthly issues Mm -hmm. entering into the effects caused by the vax. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's not the vax causing it. Just ask any fucking doctor. (laughs) They'll tell you. I like this, man. This is this is this is what you're talking about. Look, it isn't this isn't intended to come across as anti vax in any way. I'm triple protected and would do it again. But it is Absolutely. But it has significantly affected my menstruation. It has significantly affected a lot of women's menstruation. There has been hardly anything written about this. And you would do it again? God, you're dumb. Well, see, something I've noticed is Women, above all, are the individuals who are coming forward and saying, oh, yeah, I would absolutely do this again. Because women tend to have a fear of pissing everyone off. Unfortunately, that comes across as, well, this. Mm -hmm. And so while they are saying, I would absolutely do it again, they probably don't mean it. But at the same time, I'm really glad that they're coming out and saying, my period is fuckered. Somebody deal with this. Because 
when a woman's monthly is affected this way, it may not seem like a huge issue, but it really is. Yeah, it fucks with their brain even more than their usual. Um, aside from that, if your period is fuckered, that is generally the main side effect that doctors look for, for whether or not you're dying. Hmm. It is a first indicator of cancer, a first indicator of some other horrible disease. A woman's period messing up like this mm -hmm. is usually the first sign of something serious going on. Mm -hmm. And having your period go all fuckered like this when you're apparently healthy Fuck, is absolutely terrifying. It would be like a man who his testicles are suddenly three times the size, mm -hmm. but, you know, the doctors say there's nothing wrong. It's terrifying, and it's wrong, and it's not okay, and it's uncomfortable, and it sucks. I'm reading this fucking tweets here, and I'm like, this is unbelievable, <laughs> fucking the shit they've bought into. I'm okay as the fucking place burns down around me. Everything's fine. I'll take that <laughs> vax again. It doesn't matter. Fucking fucked up my period. It's made my life miserable. It's all fuckered up. And it's like woman after woman. This is just fucking insanity. Yeah, see, there's... I have two frames of mind regarding this. Mm -hmm. In one frame of mind, it's... Holy shit, these people are fucking nuts. But mm -hmm. on the other on the other side, it's... Women are taught still from a very early age to be agreeable, to never offend anyone, especially now. Like, really, in these days, if you are female, do not offend anyone. Always find the positive way to say anything. Make sure that you make everyone around you feel better and never complain about yourself. I mean, that's been there forever, but now it's like... If you are bleeding to death from slices in your wrists, don't say anything. Just continue being positive. Mm. It really does seem to really being pounded into us. And they're fucking stupid. Which I think is stupid. But at the same time, we're, sorry, it's a whole different rant. Mm. But I don't think a lot of these tweets where they say, I would do it again. I don't think a lot of it is truthful. I think really what they're doing is they are making sure that they aren't attacked or removed from society while at the same time bringing up an important issue. I am just glad they're bringing up the actual important issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, nobody's going to listen to them because they were stupid enough to fucking uh, take the jab. They deserve what they got. Yes and no. I do agree and I don't agree. Again, two mind frames. Yeah, well... Whatever works. All there right. are people who had to take the job in order to continue seeing their family or getting help from their family when they needed it, yeah, which is well. stupid and ridiculous, and it sucked. But they, could, they, could, they didn't have to. They could have held the line and uh, and uh, kept to their own uh, volitions, but they didn't. Many there were many many people who held the line and gave up their jobs, their idiotic family. And everything but, uh, else. But that kind of strength is so rare. Mm -hmm. I know. That's the problem. It really is a problem, unfortunately. We don't encourage that kind of... Oh, my God, I hate that picture. Evil. Um, that kind of strength is so rare these days. It's, 
it's like finding a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're going to inject robots into people next. I thought they were already injecting robots into people with the jab. Yes and no. I found this very interesting. Can you please scroll down to get rid of that picture? Oh, what, that Thank picture? Thank you. I think it's kind of No! Cute. He looks cute. <laughs> aside from Evil! His, aside from his stupid mask, he's cute. No, it's it's the needle. I don't like needles. Hmm. <laughs> nanotechnology. Well, they primed us for nanotechnology with Star Trek, so it's all good. They did. But I... I found this very interesting, and I also found it very disturbing. Hmm. I mean, a lot of conspiracy theorists have been saying that the jab that's happening right now is nanotech. Yeah. And, of course, the rest of the world is going, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But, at the same time, this is definitely a thing. And I find it interesting if they were using it in the same way that star trek used it but i also find it absolutely terrifying because i don't think it will be used in the same way that star trek uses it no star trek was a benevolent society exactly we 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 do not have a benevolent society no (laughs) star trek was an a a utopian benevolent society where everyone figured out that the goal of humanity was to grow yourself and do something to improve yourself. And, you know, everyone wants to improve themselves at different levels. Some want to be fucking insane captains and others are more than content to be down in the fucking... Uh, in so the Star Trek would have been our society if the thinkers had managed to stay in control. That's exactly what it would have been if the thinkers had stayed in control. The problem was... I, I caught something recently. It was a very interesting thing is... Every time our society has had to be rebuilt from scratch, there's always been a war at the beginning between evil and good. Makes sense. Last time around, good won. Time before that, it was a draw between evil and good. It was balanced. This time around, evil won at the beginning. Also makes sense, considering everything that's going on. Yeah, and, and, and it's the same thing that happens every time we get to that point where we have to rebuild from scratch. They're hoping that we can get past the having to rebuild from scratch. They, they've tried. They keep trying to pass on the information, but somewhere along the way, even when the good one, in the end, the evil starts to take over right near the end. Because people get decadent and they quit caring and they quit trying because they don't have to work as hard. You know. It's, Another aspect, it a, too, it is... It was a really interesting theory. Eventually, I rather Eventually, after hours of somebody pounding on the door, you answer it. Mm-hmm. No matter if you know that the person pounding on the door is going to be healthy for you to see or not after hours and hours of it you eventually enter the door and maybe that's also part of the issue is we've spent so many years listening to the pounding on the door we eventually just answer it even knowing the evil we are letting in could be who knows that could be part of it could be so we're looking forward to that all right we're gonna have nanotechnology that'll be entertaining already being tested on people it's very interesting 
All right, and, and Lerona has brought us more scams. I can't believe somebody got 90 <laughs> fucking jabs. I can't believe that it took this long for someone to actually get caught because he didn't actually get the jabs. That's what this whole article is about. Oh. This whole article is about how this guy claimed to have all of these jabs in order to cover for other people so that they didn't have to get the jabs. Ah. And I'm amazed that more people haven't been caught already. Yeah, well, you got to remember... When there's a system, people will look for ways to get around it. Always. But what's interesting is that it took so long for the authorities to figure out how people were getting around it. Yep. I mean, there's still about six different ways to get around the, the requirements in Canada. Yep. I'm not going to go into them here, but you can find them if you look. There's always ways to find it. All right. Let's go dig into some great reset shit. And Excellent. See what got. By the way, I mildly rearranged the great, the great Reset. I hope you don't mind. I don't care. It's notes. Excellent. Nostradamus predicts a terrifying Great War in 2023 and that Elon Musk won't reach Mars. The problem is they don't actually print out the quatrain for me to read. I was looking for the quatrain, but they didn't put the quatrain in here. Go away. You know, I finally found my Nostradamus book where I originally read the quatrain where he says, after 75 years of peace, we will fall into a major war. I just haven't had the time to really look for it, through it for that specific quatrain yet. I'm going to read that one because we have ended 75 years of peace now. We have, and it, what an end it has been. And we, 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 we have it perfectly because we built out a website that celebrated that uh, 75 years ago event. We did? Yeah, that one website that we spent so much time on, you know, fighting back and forth, putting all the information about... Uh, well, yes, yes, I remember now. Yes, that website. <laughs> all right, Ukrainian conflict is set to blah, blah, blah. Where the fuck is it? Yeah, see, they 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 jip me here. They they yeah. They refer to the quatrain, but they don't actually give it to you, so you yeah. can't decide for yourself as to whether or not yeah okay. their interpretation is correct. Yeah, I I felt robbed, but I left it in there anyway. <laughs> All right, their brains are on backwards as sanctions bite Russia. Fertilizer shortage imperils the entire world food supply. Now, we've already talked about this a little bit, but this is yeah. a little more intense article. Um, and this is, I love, you know, the headline, they don't even see the irony in the headline when they write this. And this is a, well, it's not mainstream, but this is mainstream for farmers. This is the Manitoba, yeah. Manitoba Cooperator magazine, which is a farmer's magazine for Manitoba. And also, for anyone listening, this is a fantastic place to go if you simply want to know what the hell is going on with your food supply. It doesn't matter if you're a farmer or not. Yeah. This will give you information to go off of uh, regarding your food supply that is to come as well as what is available it gives and you, why. It, it gives you the real information because they can't lie here. Exactly. Because farmers know 
and farmers need this information. And so they can't lie here. It's like, it's like if you want to know what's really going on in the world, read financial magazines. Because they can't lie in financial magazines. They can't bend the truth. They can't warp it. They can't bury it. They got to put it straight out there because investors depend upon that information. And if they give the wrong information, investors got lots of fucking lawyers. That actually reminds me, um, looking at the life insurance information in oh, yeah, um, 2021 is a fantastic way to get the real information about the Rona. Yes, find out who's really dying. And there's a shitload yeah. of dying. In, 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 insurance companies are paying out ridiculous amounts right now in death benefits. But you also can see hmm. how the VAX is considered, really and truly, and how... Uh, how everything is taken into consideration regarding the Rona in its entirety. I still, it's I st a really great information thing to go for. Yeah, I still love that France has determined that taking the vaccine is considered suicide, so it's not covered by their life insurance policy <laughs> if they die. I find it both entertaining and sad both at once. Mm -hmm. yeah, is it bad that I find it an entertaining sad? Yeah, it is. It's an entertaining sad. Because, of course, it's written in the side of one of the side effects of taking the vaccine is death. Therefore, yeah. you took the vaccine, you committed suicide. So we, we're not going to pay out your life insurance. And it went to court in France and the insurance companies won, which means they're not going to pay out a lot of life insurance in France for anyone who took the vaccine and died. <laughs> Hence, entertainingly sad. Entertainingly sad. <laughs> All right. Maybe we should make that our next uh, show label, Inter uh, show, show title. Entertainingly sad. Yeah, here, I'll, yeah. Let me write that one down real quick. <laughs> if nothing else, it'll get the brain juices flowing. All right, that's written down. So. Excellent. Go back to the show notes here and scroll back down the page to where I was. Da, 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 da. All right. All right. I, as I said, I started researching the end game for the elites. This is a nice, interesting article. It didn't quite give me what I was looking for, but it does give you some insights as to what they call the Illuminati or the, elite, or the elites and what they're obsessed with, you know, their urge to commit mass murder, et cetera, their plans for mass extermination. But it still doesn't, it doesn't cover the fact that, you know, if they exterminate too many people, they're going to be fucked. You know, is basically... But that's just it. They, they, may, they won't exterminate too many people. If I, they simply keep... I think what is gonna, considered to be the lower class but intact? I think, I think they're going to fuck up because they're trying to do what nature should naturally do. And nature does it with a balance like the, the Black Plague. Yeah. Okay? That, was done, that was a fully nature thing. The elite didn't have any. Well, the elite were, they, the elite were very limited at that time of what they could do. They're Actually, trying, the elite were one of the most heavily hit because it was fleas that... That, that spread the plague. I only know this because my daughter is currently studying the Black Plague. Yes, I understand. But I think because they're trying to do this with science and a created virus, they're going to overdo it. I think they're going to overdo this one. And they're going to fuck themselves. 
They might. They might. I don't know. They well. Let, let's hope I. Let's hope I'm wrong. But let, let's hope that, that many of what we talk about here is wrong. But and I. I just have this feeling that it's going to fuck it because you know they're 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 trying to do it outside of nature, and as we've learned in human history, every time we can think we every time we think we can do better than Mother Nature, what does Mother Nature come around and say to us? Uh, smacks us upside the head and says. Fuck you, and that's my job. You know, it's not just fuck you, that's my <laughs> job. It's like, fuck you, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like Mother Nature goes, yeah, you think you can do this? No, 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 no. I-, I can do a much better fucking job. Watch this. I'll take what you created, and I'll fucking morph it into something that you <laughs> didn't expect. The reason why I'm not so sure that it'll happen that way is mm. because... They may be trying to do it through science, but if you think about it, they are, okay, they created this plague, mm-hmm. so-called plague, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the so-called plague was as survivable as a typical winter flu. Mm-hmm. Now, they created a so-called vaccine, and they have been pushing it on the public. Now, the public that is accepting it Yes, it is the majority of the public, but in the same way as the Black Plague, a lot of people will be immune no. to the effects of the vaccine. No, they're and not, though. And I think... Hmm? They're not, though. The vaccine is hitting people in multiple ways. We just talked about the problem with women's issues. The vaccine yeah. is also causing heart problems. It's also causing AIDS it's also causing um, blood clots. It's also causing I, brain stuff. It's like, it's like I don't think they anticipated the vast range of impacts on the humans. I don't think they anticipated the vast range of problems that it's causing. That could be true, but at the same time, not 100% of the individuals taking the vax are uh, are experiencing that. Because I know that I personally know quite a few people who have taken the vax who are experiencing none of those side effects, right? I know a few people that aren't experiencing side effects. I don't know any so, personal people that are experiencing... Actually, I do know, I do know one, person, one person in his mid, mid to late 30s who's experiencing heart palpitations. Well, I know uh, two females who are experiencing the birth issues and the period issues Mm -hmm. from the vax. But um, I do know that not all people are experiencing these side effects. So perhaps, like, taking into consideration the fact that, I mean, consider... It's considered 10 to 15% of the population that takes the vax not being affected. Like, we'll even bring it down to 5%. Yeah. 5% don't don't experience any side effect. Now, add that into the population that refuse to take the vax. That is, what, 30 to 35%? Throughout the world. 15 to 20% throughout the world. Okay. So then that would be 20 to 25% throughout the yeah. world, depending on whether it's 5 yeah. or 10% that don't experience any effects from the vax. But if, so, this, 
But if this kills only 50% of the population, that's not enough population left to run the machinery of the world. True. But considering that only 10% of the world are elites, this gives the... Uh, I can't think of the right label, but like the long-term elites, the 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 people who have had power for generations versus the people who have recently developed power. This gives those the right opportunity to break down the those who have newly acquired power, thus bringing the elites down to five percent. Mm-hmm. So, like, bringing them down by five, by, by half, right? Yeah, well, so now... I'm sure that'll create, a war, a, that'll create a war with the elites if they, if they do that. Oh, the elites are already in war, in my opinion. I mean, well, why it, do it'll, the it'll commoners an, go it'll, to it'll, war? It'll, it'll it's never it'll, because the commoners have an issue. The commoners go to war because those in power have an issue with each other. Yes, I know that. So the, the elites are already... At war, mm-hmm. um, but if you take everything into consideration, bring down the elites by half, bring down the population to twenty percent of what we currently are, and that is the perfect balance once again mm-hmm. for the elites to have the ones who think for themselves who can work hard, who are willing to work hard, and who are willing to earn what they get, no matter what they get, whether it's a pittance or a, a boon. Yeah. And that will give the elites the ability to be weighted hand and foot once again, as well as bring the elites down by half, thus lessening the burden of having to share the power with too many. Oh, could be. So this whole thing, yes, I can see how they may not have anticipated the effect that the vax will have on the general population, but I also think that they have to an extent anticipated it, and what they're looking for is to bring everything down to way lower than where we currently are. Much like, uh, what's-his-face said, um... Bill Gates, maybe? I can't remember which one of the big wigs said that we need to cut the population down by 90%. If we do a good job with vaccines and other things, we will lower the world's population. That was Bill Gates. Okay. So, Bill Gates Hmm. maybe accidentally spoke the truth there, and that is the plan. All right. Well, let's have let's have a little lightheartedness of the uh, build back better, and uh, <laughs> then we'll move on to something else. A fifty-eight foot bridge was stolen in Ohio. Wait, what? <laughs> what? How the hell do you steal fifty-eight feet of a bridge? <laughs> That's what I said when I saw it. I was like, what? He's <laughs> still a fifty-eight foot bridge. That's an awful big fucking bridge to steal. Yeah. Uh, it turns how out how do you steal that much bridge? It turns out this bridge um, was sort of it, it was a pedestrian walkway bridge, and it was taken down and stuck in a field, so they could do some uh-huh. renovations in the area. And so what happened? Okay. Was somebody came along, dismantled it, and took it away. 
Okay, that makes a lot more sense than the bridge being taken off of where it was. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting I was expecting somebody came in with a crane and stuff and stole a bridge. So I'm thinking, okay, wow. But even the fact that they stole it from a field tells you that there's something seriously wrong out there in the world. Oh, if it had wood, considering the price of wood these it, days, it wasn't not wood. surprising. It was mostly plastic composites and steel. Oh, and well, it, and that it, I don't really fully understand. And it, you can see a picture of it there. Let's bring it back here. What's funny is steel is cheaper than wood these days. Yeah, see, see, there's the bridge. So it was just basically bolted together. <laughs> and they, okay. they took it. And they took it. All right. Let's Maybe see. they took it just because they could? Let's hit a couple of things and then start to close this thing out. I've got some really okay. cool images this week. All right. Some things that you brought, such as, where would it go? Where did it go? I saw it a moment ago. Um, what was it? I can find it for you. No, I got to find it. There you go. A teacher laments the passage of the Florida's anti-grooming bill, worries he won't be able to talk about his gay marriage with kindergartners. Oh, my goodness, this thing. So... In Florida, they passed the bill where uh, teachers aren't allowed to talk about sexual shit with school kids between the ages of kindergarten and grade three. Yep. And uh, this, what the M5M is doing is they're trying to make a huge deal out of it. Mm -hmm. And they brought on this teacher, who is gay, obviously. And... They're calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill, even though it says nothing about gay. Mm -hmm. And they, they brought this guy on because he's like, oh, my God, I can't talk about the fact that I'm gay and that I went paddleboarding with my husband on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the point of the bill. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I brought this to the fore is because, in my opinion, uh, the M5M, is being controlled by the powers that be to make it so that anything that opposes the grooming and sexualization of children mm -hmm. is going to be considered evil. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be considered evil to such an extent, and it's going to be twisted to such an extent that people won't be able to tell the difference between talking about uh, going paddleboarding with their husband or their uh, partner, the rock, or their partner, their hand, mm -hmm. whatever they're married to. They mm -hmm. won't be able to tell the difference between going paddleboarding with that and, the, and uh, whether or not they prefer to have sex with a man or a woman. Yep. Well, the, the thing is, it's like, my point in this is like, why the fuck are you talking with, your, with the kids in your classroom about your personal life. I don't remember a single teacher growing up in high school, elementary, junior high, anywhere where the teachers talk to us about their personal life or they're going paddle boarding or swimming or mm. kayaking with their partner in life, whatever that partner may have been. Because they weren't well, there to discuss their personal life. They were there to fucking teach us. <laughs> they were there to teach us to read, write, arithmetic, all that shit. But that's not what they try to educate people in kids or schools anymore. They want to teach them about pointless shit in life and not teach them yeah. the useful skills in life. 
Well, it's like, I remember my absolute favorite and definitely hands down best teacher I ever had, <clears throat> Mr. Gary Nordstrom. He was my grade seven teacher. I remember once in a while he'd say something like, I went hiking with my wife on Mount Everest or whatever mountain it was. And we came across these rocks. And he'd use the scientific word for the rocks, which I can't even remember. But what he would do is he would say, we came across, insert and scientific name here, rocks. Do any of you know what these rocks are or how they're made? And that's how he would lead into a lesson. So, so when I read this article, and uh, he mentioned, I can't tell my students about how I went paddleboarding over the weekend. What came into my mind was how he would lead the story of him going paddleboarding uh, with his husband into a lesson, like how Gary Nordstrom would do for us. I don't know if that's how they do it anymore, but that's what came into my mind. That wouldn't prevent him from saying something like that. What no, this bill, this what uh, bill prevents him this from bill doesn't is, prevent him from that. What this bill prevents him from is it prevents him from trying to educate children about sexual relationships and sexuality. You know, exactly. That's what it prevents them from doing. It doesn't prevent them from saying, "Yeah, I went out with my husband." As well, if you got a problem with the husband, and said, "Look, I can't answer that question." Talk and to your parents. And that's why I brought it to the show tonight because. The whole point I'm trying to make with this is this is what they're bringing to the M5M. Yeah. This is not what the bill is about. Yeah. I think that the reason why they're bringing this to the M5M, this particular kind of story, is because they are trying so hard to normalize sexuality mm -hmm. that they are bringing people like this that people can't tell the difference between going paddleboarding and whether or not they had sex with a man, woman, or rock over the weekend. Yeah. That's, that's my point. Mm -hmm. All right, you've got an article on the less obsession with hypersexualizing children here, too. Uh, where are you looking? This is your fucking pet peeve of the week. Oh, okay, no wonder I have so much to say about it. Hang on, let me uh -huh. scroll down to there. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> you so much forget as I was much higher up on our notes. The left <laughs> unmasks its desire to destroy families. Well, we knew that for a long fucking time. Anyone who's been awake has realized that. Yes, but the problem is that while I, while I personally think that between 15-20% at least of the general population reads the alt news... I honestly believe that only about uh, two to five percent of the population is completely aware of what the elite are doing to absolutely destroy the little bits of nuclear family and proper raising of our children we have left. Yes, they, they need that gone because the nuclear family is the strength of every community and nation. And just so every listener is aware, nuclear family doesn't mean mommy and daddy and 2.5 children. Yes, nuclear does. family means two parents and children. There is no numbers. There are no sexes. The whole point of a nuclear family is that there is more than one no. parent. There is sexes and, and there must be sexes because children only learn certain information 
from the female and only learn certain information from the male. And gay couples cannot produce the opposite information. If it's two males, they cannot produce the female information. If it's females, they cannot produce the male information. And children need both of those information, even if they get bad information in the process. It was the same. I, the the reason why when I was raising you, I got all my female friends to give you information that I couldn't give. That is true, and I don't disagree with that. But a nuclear family does not mean um, male and female. A nuclear family is simply two parents no. and children. However, no. that is a, a, nu a nu nuclear family. Go ahead. A nu a nuclear family. If you are a nuclear family with two parents and children, or one child even, you are almost guaranteed to have friends. Now, if you are a gay couple, chances are you will have female friends. If you are a lesbian couple, chances are you will have male friends. It doesn't matter what you intend. That is how it is. And I know for me, I have... A lot of male friends I have one female friend and when I was single my male friends were the main male uh, male encouragement or male energy influence there we go the, my, my male friends were the male influence on my children and they learned a lot from my male friends because that is how it goes whoever is closest to you your children will learn from and that is how a nuclear family works. When you are a nuclear family, you have friends. When you are a single parent, you tend to not really have friends. I also know this from experience. Mm -hmm. But that is unfortunately how it tends to go. When you have a partner, whether it is male or female, and it doesn't matter your own sex, you tend to have a lot more friends than when you are single. When you are single, you tend to have one friend, and it's usually the same sex as you. That's just how it goes. So destroying the nuclear family is a main goal because destroying the nuclear family cuts you off from your community in a way that they could never cut you off if you were single. They need you to when be, you're single, you, you be, tend to cut yourself to be, off. They need you to be dependent upon the government. The government is your no. daddy. Not only dependent upon the government, but dependent upon yourself and when you are dependent upon yourself for your emotional support you tend to gravitate towards your own sex or you tend to gravitate towards someone who is identical to you in order to find someone who can um relate yeah when you are in a nuclear family whether you're gay les or straight you tend to be more rounded if you are in a healthy relationship, it doesn't matter your sex. You are more rounded. You have friends. Your children get more experiences in life. And they have a lot more, they have a lot more input on how to behave, how to interact, how to act. When you are a single parent, you, you tend to gravitate towards people who are just show. like you, who are miserable, who are angry, who are unhappy right, hush, with hush, a lot, hush, and that hush, hush, hush. just like. Here you go. You want to. You want to hear this. I want to give a shout out to my kids, real daddy. Thank you, government, for putting me on. I'm 
mean, you was the definition of a real father. Because when your kids is hungry, they have food stamps. Yeah, we shop at Walmart. Yeah, we shop at Publix. We shop at Winn-Dixie. When your kids need shelter, yes, you have housing. And you also have Section 8 for a lot of us. And when our kids fall, get hurt, or sick, they have Medicaid. Yes, we go to the ER, we go to the walk-in clinic, and we also can make a doctor's appointment. I get their prescriptions with no hesitation. Now, if that's not the definition of a real father, making sure your kids have food, shelter, and health care, I don't know what it is. So like I said, thank you, government, for being my kid's daddy, and thank you for putting me on. There you go. All I heard was, thank you, government, for you that are the definition of can. I'm sorry that you couldn't hear it. I can't fix that problem. <laughs> Hang on. Well, what did she say? What was she saying? Hang on. Let me, what was let she me, talking about? Let me try something there, because that makes me wonder if you're even, if it's even getting in through, if it's even getting in through here. I got to reopen that. Reopen tab. Yes, I know. Let's see here. Thank you, government, for you. The definition of can. That sounds completely opposite to what I've learned about the government. No. <laughs> fuck. Where the fuck did it go? Now I gotta go find it again. Damn it. Right click on the little plus sign and say reopen tab. That's what I do. There's nothing there. Reopen closed tab. I oh, want to give a shout out to my yeah, it's real daddy. What I do. Okay, hang on a sec. Daddy, thank you, government, for putting me on. I mean, you was the definition of a real father. Because when your kids is hungry, they have food stamps. Yeah, we shop at Walmart. Yeah, we shop at Publix. We shop at Winn-Dixie. When your kids need shelter, yes, you have housing. And you also have Section 8 for a lot of us. And when our kids fall, get hurt, or sick, they have Medicaid. Yes, we go to the <clears throat> ER, we go to the walk-in clinic, and we also can make a doctor's appointment. I get their prescriptions with no hesitation. Now, if that's not the definition of a real father, making sure your kids have food, shelter, and health care, I don't know what it is. So like I said, thank you, government, for being my kid's daddy, and thank you for putting me oh, on. Oh, you piece of shit. You want to know what I heard there? No, I don't. What I want to do here is I want to get this fucking thing working again so that you can... All I heard there was uh, government definition, kids hungry, and that's it. Although that kind of works for a definition of the government, kids are hungry. You can't hear that? When your kids need shelter, no. yes, you have okay, everything. Everything's working properly. Anyway, she's going on about thank you, government, for being my kid's real daddy. Could you send me that link through Discord so I can listen to it after? Uh, now I gotta find the fucking thing again. Just reopen closed tab. It doesn't work that way. There's no reopen closed tab. Yes, there is. It's the fourth one down. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you 
You know, one time you're gonna say that to the wrong person, and they're just gonna jump you like a freaking Wolverine. That's fine. I could deal with that. <laughs> Don't say it to your granddaughters, because they'll give you such a strange look, and you'll uh, feel so embarrassed. Uh, no, I won't <laughs> feel embarrassed. They're getting old enough now where I can tell them to fuck themselves. Um, True. Oh my god, I'm a mother of a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. You're getting old. <clears throat> Less than I'm getting old, more that Ivy is going to be taller than me, and the younger one, I think she's as twisted as me, which is really saying something. Mm-hmm. All right, you got a leaked video that shows Napa Valley School hosted gender, inclu- gender inclusion workshop for young kids. Well, it was fucking Californication. Or California, California, um, <laughs> Cuckafornia. That's it, Cuckafornia. It's Cuckafornia. Yep. It doesn't really matter. In Cuc- order to Cuc- enter into that particular state as a male, you have to be willing to remove your balls and put them into a shiny purse and pass them off to the first female. Yes, that's pretty much California. That's pretty much California now. Yeah, we're not even going to go into that one. All right, it's time to wrap this thing up and cover off some really fun stuff. I've got some entertaining pictures this week. Excellent. That's, that's Those are always good. Yeah, I, I collected quite a few this past week. Excellent. And, of course, the kid has sent in a million and one TikToks. Yeah. How to also, pretend the to the older be... one is getting in on it. Yeah, how to pretend a book on how to pretend to be indoctrinated enough to fit in with mainstream society. I thought it was cute. Essentially, a book on teaching you how to speak um, female. Yep. There you go. Chris Rock smooths things over with Will Smith by sleeping with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one was great. <laughs> I love the bee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Something to think about. This is about our cashless society. A cashless society means no cash, zero. It doesn't mean mostly cashless, and you can still use a wee bit of cash here and there. Cashless means fully digital, fully traceable, fully controlled. I think those who support a cashless society aren't fully aware of what they're asking for. A cashless <laughs> society means... No more tuck-away cash for those preparing to leave domestic violence. No more purchases off marketplaces unless you want to risk bank transfer fraud. No more garage sales. No more cash donations to hungry homeless you pass. No more cash slipped into the hands of a child from their grandparent. No more money and birthday cards. No more piggy banks or tooth fairy for your child. I mean, that one there kind of got me. Two fairy of your child. What do you do? You slip an iPad under their bed at night and say, oh, two fairy came in and gave you money? Yeah, that, that was something I hadn't really thought about before. No more selling bits and pieces from your home that you no longer want need for a bit of cash in return. Less choices of where you purchase based on affordability. What a cashless society does guarantee is that banks... Oops, hit the wrong button too soon. What? does guarantee is banks have full control of every single cent you own. Every transaction you make is recorded. All your movements and actions are traceable. That's a full-blown what a cashless society means. 
I know for myself, uh, I tend to buy my liquor with nothing but cash. That's a, I, I buy my liquor with cash. I buy, when I, when I do go to fast food places, which isn't very often, I always pay in cash. Um, every vice I have, I pay in cash. All my vices are paid in cash. Exactly. And on top of that, it's always good to have a bit of cash stashed away in your wallet. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, both of my girls have, uh, five, have two $5 bills in their wallet specifically for if they're ever caught out and they need to bus home. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you can't give your kids emergency funds to get home if they're ever caught out unaware. And you can't do things like mm. make sure you have enough money for when the bloody power goes out to go and buy toilet paper. That's right. It's like they, they, I don't, remember, they don't understand. Power goes out. Internet fails. I mean, there's been many times where you go to a store. And say, I'm, so, I'm sorry, our cash, our cash, our, our little bank cards aren't working right now. Yeah, yeah I remember one went. time when my girls were both in diapers. Mm. I... The power went out for a full, like, 10 hours here on the island, and I didn't have any cash. I had no way to buy diapers, but I had used up the last of the diapers. Luckily, the little tiny shop that was just down the way from me knew me, and they accepted an IOU, but you don't get that in large cities. And that's where most people live these days is in large cities where IOUs aren't accepted. So what are you going to do if you run out of diapers or toilet paper during a power outage? They're screwed. All right. Next exactly. one. Exactly. Welcome to fucking clown world. A trans gender man who gave birth to his son criticizes medical staff for calling him mother and claims that it's important to stop automatically linking pregnancy with being a woman. You know what I have to say to that? Mm-hmm. What I have to say to that is, fuck you. Pregnancy is part of being a female. Mm -hmm. If you don't like being a female and giving birth, don't fucking have sex. I don't know why that makes but, me so angry, but it really does. Well, what gets me here is you've got either a male there or a transgendered female with a transgendered male. So, transgendered from female to male has given birth to a child and is pissed off because medical staff are saying congratulations mommy that's right and but, honestly this gets me really up in but, arms i want to go and punch that person in the face but the the clown the clownier world part is the supposed dude in the background there we don't know if that's a dude or not considering that this thing here is supposed to be a dude. So I don't care. It didn't give birth. The one on the I, fucking that, that's bed not the, that's not the, off and I'm that's not off. that's not the fucking point of this one to make it truly clown world. Okay. okay. To truly make world? it clown world is you got another dude here, or maybe it's a transgendered <laughs> male who has decided to be the female in the part because of course this guy here is playing the male or this girl here is playing the male so is this a transgendered male playing the female with all the male parts and they're still making babies 
Okay, do, do you understand the clown world part? I'm not, I, I understand the pissed off part about the dude, the, the, the dudette here, whatever, going, being, being stupid about, oh, well, I'm a male, I gave birth to a kid. No, you can't be a male and give birth to a kid. If you're a male, you wouldn't have the fucking uterus to do that. They don't implant uteruses yet. So it's like the whole point, though, is that they still had a male. Never mind. I'm already fucking confused. Let's go on to something else. It's fucked up. It's just clown world, man. It's beyond clown world. I get the clown world. It still pisses me off. (laughs) All right. Next up. Aggressive geese. Aggressive geese. (laughs) Keep walking. (laughs) <laughs> you got the goose attacking the poor person who walked through there. I have literally seen a goose break a man's arm. Oh yeah, geese, geese are, are terrifying. <laughs> Every time I've had to had to run, I have a, I had an area where I ran all the time. The geese were always nearby. I always gave them a wide fucking berth. Oh yeah. I mean, seagulls are vicious, but geese are worse. Yeah, here you go. Since I can't afford gas, I'll just go out and buy a $60,000 electric car. That's <laughs> yeah, what people are saying. Just go, go buy an electric car. You'll be fine. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I can't afford gas, so I'll go buy myself a $60,000 electric car. Yeah. So something right. I can't help but wonder is you go out, you buy an electric car, you no longer have to buy gas. Great. Well, what happens when we start the brownouts? Yeah. Then you're going to be fucked. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All mechanics can appreciate this one. <laughs> Absolutely. Every mechanic can appreciate this one. <laughs> oh yeah. I love the I love the last one. I'm done talking. That oh, yeah. coming off there. I like the fact that somebody literally carved into the breaker nut buster. Yeah. <laughs> For the pipe. I, I've, I've used a big piece of pipe like that attached to a big-ass breaker bar. So have I. It works, usually, but if it doesn't work, oh, man, you're pulling out the fucking torch. Yeah, you're pulling out the torch. <laughs> See if you can figure out that Okay. One. I don't get this one. You'll have to explain it to me. Okay, this is that, uh, that transgender dude who won the uh, women's swim meet. Okay. And since, so, he, since he can't make the Wheaties box, he's on the Johnsonville 100% beef wieners. Aha, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that one was funny. I saw that. Yep, that, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> because it's transgender... Things, like knowing who the hell that was. Yeah, well, you have to know who the Leo Thomas is, yes. You have to know who Leo Thomas is. <clears throat> All right. There you go. Software equivalent of message smeared on a wall. <laughs> that for those, is for awesome. Those, for those who might be listening, it says, Dear Programmer, when I wrote this code, only God and I knew how it worked. Now, only God knows ha- knows it. Therefore, if you are trying to optimize this routine and it fails, most surely, please increase this counter as a warning for the next person. Total hours wasted here, 254. 
This is awesome. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that used to be in code all the time. Back when coders had a fucking sense of humor. Yep. <laughs> all right. Here's the next set of oh my goodness. Disney Disney movies. The little oh my goodness, the little my brain the Snow White Privilege, the Cinderella, the Brokahannas, <laughs> and the Aladdinics. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, next up <laughs> we have: Can a woman have a penis? No. Well, you got sixty-four percent <laughs> seems to think she can. But 2% are not sure. <laughs> I'm really worried about well, the 2%. You know, I remember reading an article where the study was made that apparently proved that in a, in a mathematics <clears throat> class, when you voted for the answer, it had a better mental effect on the children than if you just gave them the answer. Mm -hmm. And... Nine times out of ten, the children would vote that two plus two equals five. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Next up. One other thing I love about conservative women is that I never have to ask myself, is that a woman? <laughs> and that is absolutely <laughs> true. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whenever I've met a conservative, I've never had to ask if it's a woman because I knew. And I love this photo. <laughs> this is just an awesome photo. Short shorts, pistols in either hand, cowboy boots. Yeah, absolutely. And tits, tits on a platter. Well, you know, one thing that you can always look for to make sure it's a woman. I mean, yes, there's the Adam's apple. But beyond that, look at the thighs. Cause yeah, it's always the women, thighs. Women have hips. Women have thighs. They have thighs and hips. Oh, yeah. Men cannot create thighs and hips, <laughs> no matter how hard they try. Uh, men can create hips. Uh, I've seen men with ni as nice hips as women, but they cannot create thighs. Here you go. My generation had Wonder Woman, mm. and that was the best Wonder Woman ever. I can't remember the actress's name, but she's literally the best one. I loved Wonder Woman. She was awesome. But your generation has Wonder If It's a Woman. <laughs> And that's the Leah. You know, Tom that's the Leah Thomas. And for those that like to stare into the meat gazing area, you notice there's something that's not missing. You know what? What's really disturbing is that actually looks like a guy that I was with for a little while as mm -hmm. a teenager. Yeah. That's mildly disturbing. But Wonder Woman was fantastic. Wonder Woman was the first uh, impression of love who you are that I ever had growing up. Because she was all like against makeup, against doing things to make yourself pretty. She was just about being natural. Mm -hmm. I never understood why my generation was so against Wonder Woman. She was freaking fantastic. Yeah, she was great. And... Finally, <laughs> Jada is officially yep. a doorknob. Everyone gets their turn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Oh, go. my goodness. There's my collection of images for this week. <laughs> Very nice, I have to say. 
Uh, Twitter is so provided. It, it never, it, it provides. Oh, and I do have one more thing from Twitter before we wrap this up because. I oh, dear. Got, do I want to see? No, not really, but we're going to watch it anyway. <laughs> All right. It's only 10 seconds, so what the hell. Drop the knife now. <laughs> that was interesting. Drop the knife now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All I know is he held out his hands with a yellow thing that looked a little bit like a uh, stun yeah, gun it, thing. It was a stun gun. And she gun. fell over. It was, it was a stun gun. She's got a knife in her hands. She's obviously doing something. And uh, he stuns her. But the, the, the comment here on the tweet, at least she was wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's why I had to watch it. All right. I think we should close this thing out with some TikToks. Let's go see what the grandchild has brought us this week in insanity. Even the older grandchild added some things. Oh, dear God. Well, the older child added philosophical and educational TikToks. Uh, oh, dear. Now I'm it's only the younger one that provides us with truly twisted crap. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, let's check out Ra Ra Rasputin. I'm sure you'll recognize this. Probably. <clears throat> After we get through the ad of a paddleboarder of all things. Oh, my goodness. Is she going to go to school next week and talk about going out with her, with her wife? Paddleboarding with her wife? I do love that song. <laughs> that one was I like well it done with the cats, I gotta say. <laughs> that was well done. I like that one. That one was well done. All right. <laughs> Save 100 dogs, kill one human, or other way around? Okay. This was sent by the older kid. It's philosophical. Uh-huh. It's an interesting point, too. Hmm. Also kind of depressing, but, hmm. you know. Well, you know, what the hell. It is what it is. He has I have an no interesting chance. moral dilemma for you. Would you rather save 100 dogs at the cost of one human life or save one human life at the cost of 100 dogs? Because research <clears throat> has found that different age groups actually answer this question very differently. <laughs> so for adults, the majority choose to save one human life over 100 dogs. But for kids Tell between me. the age of 5 to 9 in particular, the vast majority choose to save 100 dogs over one human life. In fact, even when 
ask what about one dog versus one human life, a significant proportion will still choose one dog to save over one human. And it brings up a really interesting question around when we develop this idea that humans are morally superior or more important, and it also suggests to me that I haven't developed that yet because I'm choosing the dogs. What about you? Who's the human? <laughs> My question is, who's, who's the human? <laughs> you know, that is a fair question. See, for me, uh, in general, unless it's one of my children, I would choose the 100 dogs over the human. But right. unless it's one of my children, honestly, it's the dogs. That one, that one leads to the, same, to, the, to the ultimate conundrum of the, uh, of the, uh, of the, uh, of the train switching to tracks yes. to save people. What are you going to do? Well, I fail it every time because I run over the fucking people. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, apparently, that means that you are a military mind. Uh, psychotic. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right. Let's it's see interesting we that we openly admit that it requires a psychotic mindset in order to lead our military. Well, it absolutely does. To lead the military, you must have a psychotic mindset. And you got to have the the absolute psychotic um, um, sociopath to be a CEO. Yeah. There is, there is the only difference between sociopaths that commit mass murder and uh, CEOs is CEOs haven't been caught. Pretty much. Yeah, and they made money along the way. This is Da Vinci's Dramaton. This is apparently actually built upon the world's oldest robot. Here's how it works. This little mechanical hand holds a pen, and these cog wheels, when put in a specific order, will turn. These springs will make this arm move around. Now, at first, it looks sporadic. It doesn't look like much at first. <clears throat> Alas, poor York. Et voila, a beautiful skull. Like this video and subscribe for more cool stuff. Yeah, okay. I thought that was actually pretty cool. And so did my older daughter, apparently, because she sent it to me to put on the show to show everyone that the oldest robot drawer thing in the world was actually thanks to Da Vinci. Well, Da Vinci actually was way ahead of his time. He created a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. That was uh, way ahead of his time. Some ideas we couldn't even fathom for two, for two more centuries. So many theories about how Da Vinci was a time traveler. Mm -hmm. uh, I already know this, why you hate the sound of your own voice. It takes, you, it takes you a long time if you become a podcaster or whatever. It takes quite a while to be able to listen back to your own podcast. Do you ever wonder why you hate the sound of your own voice, especially if it's been recorded and played back to you? Well, there's actually a really interesting reason for this. So when you hear other people's voices, you're hearing it through something called air conduction. So the sound waves are coming through the air, down your ear canal, get amplified by some small bones, and then end up here in the fluid-filled cochlea, where there's a ton of little hairs that send nerve signals to your brain, which you interpret a sound. But the difference is when you hear your own voice, you're also hearing it through something called bone conduction. So your vocal cords that makes and your you bones a bonehead. literally vibrate, including your skull where your ear is. And as a result, because bones tend to transfer lower frequencies, 
people tend to hear their own voice as slightly lower than other people hear it. Now, the problem arises when you hear your voice played back to you, there's no longer any bone conduction, it's just air conduction, and as a result, it sounds slightly different to you, which makes it feel really weird, and most of the time, very cringy. Yes, it does. It takes, <laughs> takes a while to get used to your own voice. Yes, it does. All right. Okay. We're not even going to announce the title on this one. We're just going to play it. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Satan. So I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm a little disappointed in the general population right now. There was a good stint of time where you guys were just running around f***ing it up. Rasputin was doing his thing. Attila the Hun was going for the most sins in one lifetime world record. And now the biggest sinners are just politicians who do it in the shadows. It's so wimpy. With that being said, I'm going to give you guys the tools to microdose fear and chaos into your daily lives. Hopefully that'll jumpstart something. Number one, I suggest kicking doors open. Not illegal. It'll scare and confuse some people. And you'll look like a badass. Especially if it has one of those push bars. Chuck Norris that bitch. And if you really want to freak people out, offer someone some gum. And when they say yes, spit out the gum you're already chewing and put it in their hand. Now you might get beat up immediately. That is senseless violence in the streets. Which is kind of what we're aiming for here. Alright, Satan has spoken. Go be the absolute worst person you can be. Hey guys, it's me, <laughs> Satan. So I'm going to be completely honest with you. Alright. <laughs> Real life first person gaming. Okay. It sounds actually kind of entertaining. Can you tell the difference between the older child and the younger child? <laughs> I can't help but think about all of the effort that went into this through all of the college yeah, kids the who were part of us. Free tampons today. What? Free tampons today. Uh-huh. Have you ever played a first person like this? Aha, uh -huh. the final part of my father's research. He had abandoned me and my mother to complete this research. Yeah, I've led, done which led me to a some. Please, stop. You're along. Okay. That's bizarre. That that did take a lot of effort to film and edit, though. Oh, yeah. See, I've played so many first persons like this. This was just brilliant for me to see. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I walk up. Why does it keep going verified to continue? Alright, I can't handle that one. That one's <laughs> What's funny is I couldn't handle any more than that either, but I thought it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just like, what? Yeah, okay. Not to, it starts at the face, the horrible, the voice, and the really sad pointless tune well she looks like she's had a lot of turmeric shoved into her eyes and like her eyes are tearing up from it yeah all right let's see what this one is bedtime for you kid you want to know what the one thing that every failed leader that i've ever met had in common 
they didn't know how to do the job of the people that they were in charge of. Just for an example, let's say, let's say you're a cashier, okay? Would you trust your supervisor if push came to shove, he didn't even know how to use the register? No, of course you wouldn't. So why is it that men feel that women will want to sleep with them when they themselves don't know what it takes to be railed by a man? You want to clap more? Get clapped. Going deeper with Richard Ryder. Follow for more. You want to know what the... Ear warp, dude. You really are. All right. <laughs> All right. Entertaining, though, to be fair. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which I thought was entertaining. And honestly, he did have a good point there. Most women have no freaking clue what it takes to be a man. And because of that, a lot of women have no interest in real men. So he does actually have a good point there. And then, you know, he ruins it. Yes, he, he ruined it. But, you know, the thing is... Fuck. Go away. Verify to continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, never mind. I had a thought, but it erased. Did you know that taking your pet into Walmart could literally ruin someone's life? Service dogs are the only dogs that are allowed in Walmart and restaurants and other places that are not pet friendly. You bringing your pet into somewhere just because you feel like it could literally ruin someone's life. Service dogs spend hundreds of hours, possibly thousands of dollars, and years training. It is very difficult to get a service dog. It can be very expensive to get a service dog. And having a service dog have to retire because a pet attacked it and that dog cannot recover either physically or emotionally or mentally, that ruins someone's life. Don't be that asshole. Leave your pets at home. Do not bring them into Walmart. Do not bring them into restaurants. If you feel like you really need your pet to be with you and you are disabled, train your dog properly to be a legal service dog. Do not break the law. Do blah, blah, blah. Did you blah, know blah, blah. that taking... Okay. Honestly, that's kind of a good point in the sense that people are demanding the right to bring their pet goats, pet pigs, pet ferrets, everything into wherever they go. And their animals are literally getting into fights and damaging the service dogs that exactly as this thing says, uh, People have spent thousands of dollars in order to train, in order to actually help and recognize the real problems that people have. So, you know, good point. Educational. Okay. The so way that this person puts it is kind of whiny, but yes. essentially the point that I got from that was don't be an idiot. Well, don't take your dogs where they shouldn't, where they're not allowed. It's like, you know, Canadian not just dogs, but Canadian pigs, cats, whatever. Oh. Those those pets don't belong anywhere. They never mind. All right. Exactly. Swedish meat ring. <laughs> oh, is this dude again? Oh, trust me, we have a lot more of this dude. This cookbook is it's digestible. Crisco. We don't know what it is either. Make a pie pastry with Crisco. All caps. Remember, kids, the main ingredient in pie pastry is self doubt. 
Oh, no. A Christmas miracle! Onion! Here come the tears, like my mom after a glass of wine. Fire! Fry and two tablespoons of Crisco on this episode of Dead White People. Ground beef. Who's mooing now? The tomatoes and the beef. Lighting very good. I stay right together with you. It's like if a beef wellington got sad. This feels familiar. Brush with egg to make presentable. Honey, that ship has sailed. Cream peas. I didn't know tuberculosis had a color scheme. <laughs> I've baked a toilet. I won't lie, it smells good. Hmm. Tastes good, but it feels like a pre-existing condition. <laughs> I do love this guy. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. This guy's weird. I didn't catch that from you. This guy is weird. Yeah, he is. I swear. He is an ADHD hyperactive individual who... Loves to make people laugh, just like my younger child. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we could set. Watching my younger kid in the kitchen is almost identical to watching him in the kitchen. <laughs> maybe you should start filming her and set up a YouTube channel. I'd love to, but as soon as I turn on the camera, she just shuts up. Nineteen before pumpkin pie became king. And people ate this. Now they're dead. Pound of carrots. Reloading! I just love this. Water! Fire! Time for pastry! Welcome to the world. <laughs> it's awful. Get in, please. Get in the pan. Get in! Moo juice! Only a half cup of sugar. It's time for some eggy finger! Simonim! Time's up! Uh. Combine all ingredients except for pie shell. Were you really worried that I was gonna mix in a fully constructed pie shell into this? I'm a fool, not an idiot. This is frighteningly liquid! Who are you? Huh. Fascinating. Hold on. It's a pumpkin pie imposter. Bit chewier, but elsewise lovely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we'll wrap this up with Blue's Clues for Adults. This one's got to be scary. <laughs> <coughs> I hated that show. Oh, so did I. I swear. If I had it playing and then I paused it, I would get a super migraine. Mm. Or if I walked away from it while it was playing, oof, it was terrible. No, I'm not going to play your puzzle game, you stupid machine. But it wants you to. It mm. loves you. It wants you to play with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder if this person I'm texting likes me. A clue! Huh? There! Oh, yeah, I guess they don't. Okay, thanks, Blue. Bye. Why can't I sleep at night? A clue! Where? <laughs> there! Hmm. Blue might be onto something. I don't like this harmless person on the internet, so the only thing to do is be an absolute asshole to them. It's a clue! What? It's right there! Or I could block them! <laughs> That's right. You're so smart, Blue. Oh, dear God. I wonder if this per- <laughs> that, That's most of the fucking millennials <laughs> out there, man. They need blue yep. clues to tell them what to fucking do because they're too too fucking idiotic to not do it. Oh yeah. All right. I think <laughs> we need to wrap this up. We've hit three hours here. You know, honestly, I think you should end with gaslighting myself. That oh, right. is a TikTok you skip, but I think you should really play it. It's really entertaining. All right. Way more entertaining than Blue's Clues. All right. Like many young adults, I used to let other people gaslight me. That is until I discovered...
Gaslighting myself. With gaslighting myself, I'm convinced that my own feelings are not important. So many people have it worse than me, so I'm actually not allowed to be sad. <laughs> Hashtag smile through the pain. I will not let anyone else invalidate my feelings ever again. This is my life and I am perfectly capable of ruining it myself. Thank you. If you start gaslighting yourself today, you can also get destruction of your self-esteem, doubting your own memory, feeling like you're crazy, and if you're lucky, lifelong trauma. And don't forget emotional damage. The best part about it, it's free 99. So what are you waiting for? Always feel like you're too much or never enough and start gaslighting yourself? A total scandalo. Like many young adults. Uh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> Like I said, way more entertaining. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> a little bit of music. Carry us on. Fuck out of here. These are the days of thunder. We're gonna make Sorry. time stand still. A quarter after midnight. And I'm watching the wall. Sometimes I feel so uptight I just can't sleep at all Every day doing the same old thing We're losing time The weekend comes, we gotta have some fun And rewind These are the days of thunder Have to be. 